Adapting Cybersecurity Frameworks to Manage Frontier AI Risks. A Defense In-Depth Approach. Institute for AI Policy and Strategy. October 13, 2023. Audio Note. Footnotes and inline citations have been omitted from this narration. Heading. Executive Summary. The complex and evolving threat landscape of frontier AI development requires a multi-layered approach to risk management. Defense in-depth. Developers and policymakers should ensure that no single layer, no matter how robust, is exclusively relied upon. Defense in-depth is not a new concept and is established in other high-stakes technological domains. Among these, cybersecurity provides an especially rich set of materials for developers and policymakers to learn from. Drawing from cybersecurity, we identify three complementary approaches that frontier AI developers and policymakers can use to assess how comprehensive their risk management practices are and address significant gaps. 1. Functional. Identify essential categories of safety and security activities, functions, that an organization must perform, and map these to a specified set of outcomes. This helps organizations to organize their risk management activities at a high level, and to assess if these activities are achieving the necessary outcomes. A functional approach is particularly helpful for identifying cross-cutting categories, for example, organizational governance or insider security, that provide resilience against multiple known and unknown risks. It is also the most ready to adopt, based on the National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, AI Risk Management Framework, RMF, and supplementary guidance from other researchers that begins to adapt this framework to cover catastrophic risks from frontier AI. We recommend that NIST or the Frontier Model Forum, FMF, establish consensus on the highest priority categories of activities for frontier AI developers, and develop a detailed catalogue of measures, controls, for these activities. 2. Life cycle. Describe the frontier AI development life cycle and identify risk management activities that the organization must perform at each phase. This helps integrate safety and security into all stages of development, deployment, and monitoring. In cybersecurity, it has helped advance a shift-left approach, that is, designing safety into systems during development and tackling issues early in the software development life cycle. While some AI development life cycle frameworks exist, they need additional work to adapt to a frontier AI context and map appropriate risk management activities at each stage. We recommend that the FMF develop a consensus model that captures these key activities for developers and that AI developers, philanthropists, and government funders pursue research supporting a shift left for frontier AI safety and security. 3. Threat-based. Compile and describe the tactics, techniques, and procedures, TTPs, that threat actors use, based on real-world evidence and what research suggests is possible. This approach typically focuses on TTPs to attack AI models, effect on model, but we suggest expanding it to cover TTPs using AI models, effect on world, given concerns about malicious use of AI. While MITRE ATLAS provides a solid starting point for effect on model TTPs, more work would be needed to build out both effect on model and effect on world approaches into comprehensive databases of TTPs and mitigations. We recommend that MITRE, or the FMF, expand MITRE ATLAS into such a resource for frontier AI experts. We also recommend the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, CISA, assess the effects of frontier AI systems on the top 10 most vulnerable national critical functions. Database owners should strongly consider limiting public access due to the risk of facilitating attacks by malicious actors.
below, we provide a summary capturing and comparing the main characteristics of these approaches. There's a table here in the text. It has three columns, with titles, functional, lifecycle, and threat-based. It has five rows, with titles, purpose, value proposition, limitations, existing infrastructure that users can adopt for frontier AI risk management, and most suitable parties to conduct further research. See the original text for the table contents. To demonstrate how these frameworks can be useful, we conduct an illustrative gap analysis on the voluntary commitments made by leading AI labs in July 2023. While these commitments are promising, applying the functional and life cycle frameworks indicates that there is significant room for future commitments or legislation to fill, including governance practices that facilitate a culture of risk management, pre-deployment review mechanisms tied to risk assessment results, and post-deployment monitoring and incident response. Ultimately, we suggest that frontier AI developers and policymakers first begin with a functional approach based on the NIST AI RMF and supplementary guidance, as this approach is currently the most detailed of the three. However, these three approaches are complementary, as the complexity of AI systems and their threat landscape means that no single framework will satisfactorily capture all safety and security considerations. We hence also recommend that key actors build out the life cycle and threat-based approaches as described above. Detailed recommendations are below. Recommendations. We identify actors who could implement these recommendations in the second column of the table below. These include the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, CISA, the Department of Defense, DOD, the Department of Energy, DOE, the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, the Frontier Model Forum, FMF, MITRE, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, the National Science Foundation, NSF, the Partnership on AI, PAI, the UC Berkeley Center for Long-Term Cybersecurity, CLTC, and other general categories of actors such as frontier AI developers, researchers, and philanthropists. There's a table here in the text, with a list of recommendations. The recommendations are split into three sections, functional, life cycle, and threat-based. Functional. 1. Establish consensus on which categories of activities in the NIST AI RMF are the highest priority for frontier AI developers. NIST and all the FMF, with researcher input, should identify high-priority categories for frontier AI safety and security. To ensure defense in-depth, frontier AI developers should implement multiple independent measures for these categories. 2. Develop a detailed catalog of measures, controls, that are important for frontier AI safety and security. For instance, NIST SP 800-53 lists 1,000 detailed controls for cybersecurity across 20 families. No current equivalent exists for AI and it would be useful for frontier AI developers to have a similar catalog focused on frontier AI safety and security. Life cycle. 3. Establish a detailed life cycle framework for frontier AI that describes safety and security activities at each stage. This framework can build on work by the OECD while incorporating details from frontier AI developers, and should map activities to the NIST AI RMF where possible. It should ensure all phases are appropriately covered, which could include a shift left, see recommendation 4, and a stage for post-deployment monitoring and response. 4. Pursue research that supports a shift left for frontier AI by emphasizing safety and security activities earlier in the development cycle. Potential research areas could include software requirement specification techniques borrowed from safety-critical domains, 
dataset curation techniques, and foundational research to build safer and more secure AI systems. Threat-based. 5. Restructure and expand MITRE ATLAS to further address attacks on frontier AI. MITRE ATLAS is a knowledge base of tactics, techniques, and procedures, TTPs, that malicious actors can use to attack AI systems. The high-level categories, tactics, are closely adapted from the equivalent cybersecurity knowledge base. We suggest restructuring these high-level tactics to reflect an AI-specific taxonomy, example, to include tactics like compromising training pipelines, and expanding on techniques and procedures that could enable misuse such as bypassing model guardrails. 6. Develop a common taxonomy of TTPs describing malicious use of frontier models to impact other actors and systems. The knowledge base should combine real-world evidence and what research suggests is possible. Database owners should strongly consider limiting public access, due to the risk of facilitating attacks by malicious actors. 7. Establish a mechanism to assess and monitor potential effects of frontier AI systems on the top 10 most vulnerable national critical functions. These effects should be re-evaluated at least once every one to two years, and should be informed by the effect on model and effect on world databases described in recommendations 5 and 6. Subheading. 1. Introduction. Frontier AI systems have the potential to deliver significant benefits for society, but could also introduce catastrophic risks. For instance, members of Congress have proposed legislation to study how AI might facilitate the development of bioweapons and novel pathogens, a concern shared by industry executives who have testified to them. Other concerns from US officials revolve around the use of these models to plan cyber attacks or interfere with elections. OpenAI CEO Sam Altman and leading scientists have suggested that advanced AI could pose a risk on par with that of nuclear weapons, and that the existential threat it presents requires similar international regulation. These risks are complex, and many are still emerging. Most frontier AI systems are general purpose, which the EU AI Act defines as AI systems that can be used in and adapted to a wide range of applications for which they were not intentionally and specifically designed. The general-purpose nature of these systems means that their capabilities, potential use cases, and associated risks are difficult to identify in full. Because no single defense against such complex and evolving risks is foolproof, we recommend a defense-in-depth approach, aka layered defense. This is common in multiple high-stakes domains such as nuclear reactor safety, aviation, and cybersecurity. Among these high-stakes domains, Cybersecurity provides an especially rich and relevant set of materials for AI developers and policymakers to learn from. We lay out three complementary risk management frameworks for frontier AI systems, adapted from cybersecurity. Functional, life cycle, and threat-based. We also illustrate how these can be used to evaluate current commitments such as the voluntary commitments, by leading AI labs in July 2023, the White House, 2023A and provide concrete next steps for a variety of actors to adapt and implement these risk management frameworks to a frontier AI context. Together, this provides a pathway toward a risk management approach that can better ensure coverage of the wide variety of emerging threats faced in frontier AI. Heading. 2. Defense in-depth for frontier AI systems. Most definitions of defense in-depth stem from the same principle. Assembling multiple layers of defense so that, no single layer, no matter how robust, is exclusively relied upon. But how can organizations apply this principle if that is, how can they identify which layers to implement and whether they provide enough coverage of relevant risks? 
To answer this question, we borrow from defense in depth in other technological domains, including nuclear reactor safety and cybersecurity. Subheading 2.1 Commonalities between domains implementing defense in depth. On January 23, 1961, the United States almost caused a nuclear detonation on its own soil. That day, a B-52 bomber was on a routine flight over Goldsboro, North Carolina when it went into an uncontrolled spin and began to break up. As it did so, it released two nuclear bombs, one of which began its detonation process, U.S. plane in 1961, nuclear bomb near Miss, 2013. The bomb had four safety mechanisms, of which one was disengaged due to the fall, and two of which were rendered ineffective by the aircraft breaking up. Only the final safety mechanism held fast. As a U.S. nuclear engineer later wrote, one simple, dynamo technology, low-voltage switch stood between the United States and a major catastrophe. The Goldsboro accident demonstrates the hazards of relying on a single defense layer, or even just a handful of layers, for complex, high-stakes technological domains. In some such technological domains, like nuclear reactor safety and cybersecurity, Practitioners often refer to defense in-depth by name as an organizing principle for designing safe and secure systems. Other such domains use similar layered defense concepts, though not always under the name of defense in-depth, for example, the Swiss cheese model in aviation safety, layers of prevention analysis, LOPA, in chemical plant safety, the web of prevention in biosecurity, and the philosophy of enhanced nuclear detonation safety, ENDS, in nuclear weapon design. The technological systems that use a defense-in-depth approach, or similar layered defense approaches, tend to share the following features. They have a high cost of failure, are complex to design and operate, and must manage an uncertain threat landscape. 1. High cost of failure, system failures could lead to loss of life and all large amounts of money, making it worthwhile to pay significant costs to minimize the chance of failure. Heavy investment to prevent potential loss of life is a common theme for safety-critical domains like aviation, biosecurity, chemical plant safety, nuclear power, and nuclear weapons. However, defense in-depth is also common in other domains where economic damage predominates, such as in cybersecurity for digital systems that do not have physical actuators, for example, financial systems. 2. Complexity of technological system, systems have many parts which interact, are hard to track, and may require domain experts to understand and or operate them. Failures could affect any of these parts, and result from a large number of causes or interactions between them. Thus, an effective approach involves implementing defense layers that cover multiple parts and risks, breadth, in multiple ways, depth, rather than just strengthening the first line of defense. 3. Uncertainty around adverse events, systems face a wide range of adverse events which vary in terms of likelihood and magnitude, and whose impact on the system is difficult to predict. Adopting a defense-in-depth strategy helps compensate against uncertainty by providing buffer room and mitigating against the risk that adverse events cause multiple defenses to simultaneously fail. Most AI systems are already highly complex, and can fail or be attacked in unpredictable ways. Even before today's large language models, LLMs, researchers had already raised concern about how the black box decision-making of AI systems made it difficult to anticipate, prevent, or learn from their failures, and about how modern AI systems are vulnerable to attacks that are difficult for humans to discover. Frontier AI models face additional challenges. For example, more powerful models may display unexpected dangerous capabilities, for example, 
clearly explaining how to create a bioweapon when asked, that developers would not have predicted from previous model versions. Andeljung et al., 2023, pages 10-13. While current LLMs are not yet capable of causing widespread damage, these failures and attacks could become increasingly costly as capabilities progress and AI systems become more widely used. For example, Anthropic CEO Dario Amode has testified to the U.S. Senate that within three years, frontier models could be sufficiently capable enough for malicious actors to develop bioweapons using them. Subheading 2.2 Defense in-depth in nuclear power Nuclear power is the industry that uses defense in-depth most prominently, and has codified several principles that make it a useful starting point for understanding defense in-depth. However, there are also several key differences between nuclear reactor systems and AI systems that limit the direct applicability of frameworks in nuclear reactor safety to frontier AI systems. Defense in-depth in nuclear power is built around the assembly of sequential layers to limit the progression of an incident. One group convened by the International Atomic Energy Agency, IAEA, lays out five levels of defense that escalate from preventing deviations to preventing core damage to mitigating the fallout of an accident. See Appendix A or 1 for a full version of these levels. This ensures that even if an incident begins to occur, there are still safeguards in place to slow or halt the incident's progression. A nuclear power defense in-depth strategy also commonly involves several additional principles. Independence. Layers must be independent of each other, so that common cause failures do not overcome multiple layers at once. An example of such a common cause failure was the tsunami that caused the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant disaster, which disabled several sources of power simultaneously. External power lines, emergency generators, and several backup batteries. To ensure that these defense layers did not fail simultaneously, the plant owner should have waterproofed some of them or moved them to higher ground. Diversity Layers must be diverse in their design, to increase coverage and hedge against risks that come with using specific safety measures. For example, plant operators can use different equipment designs or manufacturers for safety mechanisms, in case one is susceptible to an unidentified problem. Redundancy Layers should be redundant, using backups to minimize the risk of multiple failures. These general principles are useful to consider for frontier AI systems but many specific measures used in a nuclear power defense in-depth context do not map over well to frontier AI systems. As other researchers have written, the defense in-depth approach used in nuclear power is a specific engineering approach that gained popularity in the industry, due to unique historical reasons and the physical properties of nuclear power plants, particularly the ability to revert to a safe state, that is, shutting down the plant, Leveson, 2020, pages 19-20. Dissimilarities include Frontier AI systems are software systems, while nuclear reactors are hardware systems. Some principles like hardware redundancy are hence less applicable to frontier AI systems, and it is harder to assess the probability of failure of frontier AI safety mechanisms. Frontier AI systems have many possible design architectures and failure modes, while nuclear reactors and incidents follow a more limited number of archetypes. Nuclear plants typically fall into a relatively small number of well-characterized designs. Accidents also typically have a standard format, progressing first to a core meltdown, and then to dispersal of radiological material. In domains like cybersecurity and AI, systems and pathways to failure are much more varied. 
defense in-depth in nuclear reactor safety is still a powerful motivating example for frontier AI safety and security, and provides some useful principles to follow. However, these dissimilarities mean that it is not a good model to copy directly for frontier AI. Instead, we suggest cybersecurity in another domain that frequently uses defense in-depth, and which illustrates the tension between high-resource demands and the need for agility in the face of uncertainty. Subheading 2.3 Cybersecurity as a Model for AI Subheading 2.3.1 Cybersecurity Defense In-Depth in the 2000s and Beyond Cybersecurity practitioners including the U.S. Department of Defense, DOD, and Carnegie Mellon University Software Engineering Institute, CMUSEI, have advocated for using a defense in-depth approach since the 2000s, but the actual interpretation of defense in-depth varies considerably in cybersecurity. Unlike in nuclear reactor safety, where defense in-depth strategies have coalesced around mitigating the damage at each stage of an accident, cybersecurity practitioners use defense in-depth in several overlapping ways. Defense in-depth approaches in cybersecurity largely differ in terms of how they categorize types of security controls. Some popular approaches adopt very general high-level categories, such as physical, technical, administrative, or people, process, technology. Others reflect the need for attackers to penetrate successive network and system layers to gain access to an organization's crown jewels. For example, perimeter, network, endpoint, application, data. Yet others focus on identifying families of controls that fulfill certain functions, such as an approach by CMUSEI that splits controls into eight categories. Compliance, risk, identity, authorization, accountability, availability, configuration, and incident management. For a brief review of these approaches, see Appendix A, 2. Despite these varied approaches, defense in-depth has persisted as a commonly referred to principle in cybersecurity for at least 20 years. We believe the key lesson from this period is that multiple approaches to structuring a defense in-depth approach are necessary for fields like cybersecurity and AI, where systems are complex and the threat landscape is uncertain. We build on this in the rest of the paper by suggesting multiple complementary approaches that frontier AI developers and policymakers can use to achieve an appropriate coverage of risks. Subheading 2.3.2 Complementary Approaches to Address Evolving Capabilities and Threats The significant variation in cybersecurity frameworks reflects that in cybersecurity, as in frontier AI, there is a need for multiple perspectives to address the large range of evolving threats. While it is easy to see the lack of a single robust cybersecurity defense in-depth framework as an industry-wide failure, we argue that it in fact reflects the dynamic and uncertain nature of cybersecurity as a domain. Three features, e-changing systems, changing threats, and determined adversaries, make this variety of approaches necessary in both cybersecurity and frontier AI. First, diverse and rapidly evolving architectures and capabilities are a hallmark of both cybersecurity and frontier AI. Cybersecurity defenders must cover everything from the financial sector to the energy grid, and technological change over time has forced large strategic shifts. For example, the shift from perimeter defense to zero trust was catalyzed by the rise of cloud computing, the increasing use of non-company-issued personal devices, and the emergence of remote work. Frontier AI systems have also evolved rapidly, and their pace of change may accelerate. Current AI policy discussions are dominated by large language models, LLMs, like OpenAI's GPT-4, 
and other multimodal AI systems that combine computer vision, language, and physical actuators, RT2ND. But seven years ago, in 2016, the state of the art was DeepMind's game-playing AlphaGo, built on a technique known as reinforcement learning, from AI to protein folding, ND. The underlying concept for current LLMs, the Transformer, was only developed in 2017. This pace of change is faster than domains like nuclear reactor safety or aviation, where hardware and software designs are slow to change, and engineers are conservative about adopting new technologies. Such changes also make defense in-depth strategies based on particular system or network architectures less likely to hold up over time. For example, defense in-depth interpretations rooted in strong perimeter defense and protecting successive network zones have required supplementing with zero-trust approaches due to the changing environment, as previously mentioned. Second, there is uncertainty about the scope and type of vulnerabilities and incidents. In cybersecurity, about 20,000 new vulnerabilities in common software products are disclosed annually, requiring defenders to triage these by assessing which are critical and must be addressed immediately. Frontier AI researchers are also continually identifying new vulnerabilities and classes of vulnerabilities, such as methods to automatically generate sequences that bypass LLM safety guardrails, that is, measures that prevent the output of harmful or toxic content. Also, both cybersecurity and AI researchers must guard against a diverse range of possible incidents. Malicious actors in cybersecurity can conduct attacks designed to steal data, corrupt or destroy it, or deny legitimate users access to it. While senior government officials have raised concern about frontier AI systems causing systemic financial sector issues, or being used to conduct disinformation campaigns, facilitate cybercrime, and produce biological and chemical weapons. Third, defenders face a wide range of adversaries that are actively trying to exploit their weak points. These include attacks from well-resourced and sophisticated attackers, as well as a large number of less-resourced attacks, a sharp difference from many other defense-in-depth domains where the threat is more static. In cybersecurity, Russia-linked actors executed one of the largest breaches of the last decade, the SolarWinds attack, by using a cybersecurity software provider's update process to bypass standard defenses and infect 18,000 companies. Hair et al., 2021. SolarWinds Compromise, Campaign C0024, 2023. This attack was sufficiently skilled that three years later, experts are still not confident that the attack's full extent has been uncovered. Similarly, adversarial actors will likely find creative ways to attack Frontier AI, and to use it maliciously. Previous incidents show that highly accessible AI systems are likely to attract interest from members of the public interested in, breaking their safeguards. For example, in 2016, Twitter users were able to induce Tay, a Microsoft chatbot, to produce highly offensive content within 24 hours of it going live. More considered and deliberate attacks could cause catastrophic harm, such as using advanced AI systems to produce biological or chemical weapons. In both cybersecurity and frontier AI, the sheer quantity of possible attackers means that defenders must put considerable effort into covering all their bases. Because of this range of uncertain and evolving risks, cybersecurity has developed a variety of frameworks that look at defense from different angles. For instance, a threat-based approach is valuable for breaking down the best actions to take for defending against threat actors who are using known techniques, but does not hold up as well in providing protection against unknown risks. A functional approach partially compensates for this by suggesting functions such as strong governance, access controls, and monitoring which can help organizations manage risks even if they have never been seen before.
Frontier AI also faces all the challenges explored above, and therefore should also implement multiple frameworks in order to achieve a strong defense against known, anticipated, and unknown risks. Subheading 2.3.3 Benchmarking Measures to the Appropriate Level of Risk Users should adopt the correct frame of reference when adapting cybersecurity frameworks if, for example, a high-risk AI system with national security implications will require more extensive measures than lower-risk systems used by small and medium enterprises. While current frontier AI systems such as GPT-4 are unlikely to have severe economic or national security impacts, OpenAI, 2023A, future AI systems plausibly could. Anthropic CEO Dario Amode has testified before the US Senate, for example, that frontier models could plausibly be capable enough that malicious actors could use them to develop bioweapons within the next three years. Additionally, some researchers have suggested that sophisticated systems could pose an existential threat to humanity if they pursue their own subgoals. The robustness and costliness required of defense in-depth measures for some frontier AI systems might hence be closer to the serious cybersecurity measures used for national security or critical infrastructure, such as air gapping, the use of sensitive compartmented information facilities, SCIFs, or other measures laid out in NIST Special Publication 800-172. NIST SP 800-172. See Appendix A, 2 for details on NIST SP 800-172. Frontier AI developers and policymakers may also wish to look to other domains besides cybersecurity for inspiration. Nuclear weapons, for example, rely on an extensive series of fail-safes and security measures to prevent unauthorized or accidental use. A tiered approach to risk assessment will be needed to balance safety and innovation for Frontier AI systems. For example, Frontier AI company Anthropic has laid out a Responsible Scaling Policy, RSP, that describes the safety measures required for AI systems at different levels of capability. Inspired by the Biosafety Level, BSL, standards used to manage the handling of dangerous pathogens, this policy lists at least four tiers of systems at different AI safety levels, ASLs. ASL 1. Smaller, narrower models, for example, large language models from 2018, or chess playing systems. ASL 2. Current large models, for example, large language models from 2023. ASL 3. Future models with significantly higher risks, for example, AI systems that could make malicious acts such as bioterrorism or cyber attacks substantially easier, or that display limited autonomy. ASL 4 and beyond. Speculative future models with extremely high risks. As AI capabilities progress, frontier AI developers and policymakers should establish consensus around the levels of the ASL system, or an equivalent tiered system, and the measures that frontier AI developers will have to adhere to at each level. Subheading 2.43 Approaches to AI Defense in Depth How can frontier AI developers and policymakers implement a defense in depth strategy to address potential catastrophic risks? In the remainder of this paper, we propose three complementary approaches that can inform such a strategy for Frontier AI. A functional, life cycle, and threat-based approach. We have ordered these approaches from the easiest to adopt, that is, less technical, and more existing resources, to the hardest to adopt, that is, most technical, and less existing resources. Functional. Identify essential categories of safety and security activities, functions, that an organization must perform and map these to a specified set of outcomes. This helps organizations to organize their risk management activities at a high level, 
and to assess if these activities are achieving the necessary outcomes. We view this approach as valuable because it identifies outcomes, for example, a deployed AI system having been demonstrated to be valid and reliable, and cross-cutting measures, for example, organizational governance or insider security, that will remain relevant even as AI capabilities and threats evolve. Because of this outcome-driven aspect, a functional approach should, if applied well, help users avoid the trap of checklist compliance. This approach has the best developed infrastructure of the three we describe. The NIST AI Risk Management Framework is a detailed resource for a functional approach that is widely viewed as authoritative in its field. Life cycle. Describe the AI development life cycle, and identify important safety and security activities that the organization must perform at each phase. This approach can provide a holistic view of such activities across software development, deployment, and operations. We view this approach as valuable because it helps promote a shift left and security by design approach that is, addressing safety and security issues early in the development life cycle, rather than waiting until the end to test and mitigate. It also calls attention to critical decision-making nodes in the deployment process, and underscores the importance of monitoring and response in post-deployment system operation. Threat-based. Compile and describe the tactics, techniques, and procedures, TTPs, that threat actors use, based on real-world evidence and what research suggests is possible. Existing resources focus on TTPs used to attack AI models, effect on model, but we suggest expanding it to cover TTPs using AI models, effect on world, given concerns about malicious use of AI. We view this approach as valuable because Frontier AI facilitates potentially catastrophic risks, for example, the creation of bioweapons, from a wide range of threat actors including non-state actors, nation-states, and sophisticated goal-directed AI systems. In addition to helping Frontier AI developers identify and evaluate defenses to these risks, a comprehensive database of TTPs, involving Frontier AI systems could also facilitate a whole-of-society approach that involves developing countermeasures to malicious use of such systems, and strengthening societal resilience. Our aim is not to litigate the interpretation of defense in-depth in cybersecurity, but rather to ask the question, if one had to build a defense in-depth strategy for Frontier AI, what are the most useful cybersecurity constructs one could borrow? We chose these approaches to provide complementary perspectives that Frontier AI developers and policymakers can use to identify gaps and weak points in their defenses. We see this as a necessary prerequisite to deciding which defenses, or types of defenses, perform the most critical roles, and therefore where having layered independent defenses is most necessary. In some ways, one can frame this as having defense in breadth as a prerequisite to defense in depth. We also point towards existing resources that suggest which of these defenses might be most critical, in cases where this analysis exists, and highlight future research priorities to extend on this selection of high-priority categories and the guidance for their implementation. We discuss further guidelines for use in Section 6. Heading. 3. Functional Approach. NISD's Cybersecurity Framework, CSF, and AI Risk Management Framework, AIRMF, exemplify a commonly used approach to risk management that involves grouping relevant activities into risk management. Functions. For example, the CSF has five functions, identify, protect, detect, respond, recover, while the AIRMF has four functions, govern, map, measure, manage. These functions can facilitate high-level risk management strategy and decision-making. 
For frontier AI developers, their main advantage is that they can be used to identify cross-cutting measures, for example, organizational governance or insider security, that provide resilience against a variety of risks even when capabilities and threats change. The detailed and consensus-driven AI RMF makes the functional approach the most mature of our three recommended approaches, but additional work is needed to tailor the AI RMF to frontier AI systems. The AI RMF is meant for organizations of all sizes and in all sectors and throughout society, Tabassi, 2023, page 2, and includes other aspects of AI trustworthiness besides safety and security, for example, privacy. Both the AI RMF and CSF provide a baseline for sector-specific risk profiles and frameworks to build on, e for example, in cybersecurity. NIST and industry actors have built risk profiles on top of the CSF to cover manufacturing and election security. For frontier AI, more targeted guidance will similarly be needed. For example, supplementary guidance by researchers from the UC Berkeley Center for Long-Term Cybersecurity, CLTC, identifies high-priority activities for frontier AI developers to reduce catastrophic AI risks. Frontier AI developers can use the AI RMF and such supplementary guidance to achieve a defense-in-depth approach, by identifying the highest priority categories of activities within the AI RMF for safety and security, and implementing multiple independent measures, controls, for these high-priority categories. In addition to targeted risk profiles like the CLTC guidance, this will also require more research to establish a catalogue of safety and security controls for Frontier AI. For example, in cybersecurity, NIST SP 800-53 lists over 1,000 cybersecurity controls. No similar catalogue exists for Frontier AI, which makes it more difficult for Frontier AI developers and policymakers to identify potential measures, evaluate the completeness of existing measures, and compare Frontier AI developers' approaches. Subheading 3.1 What does this look like in cybersecurity? The NIST Cybersecurity Framework, CSF, is a commonly used risk management framework that illustrates the functional approach. As of October 2023, NIST CSF version 1.1 covers five functions. Identify, protect, detect, respond, and recover, IPDRR. These top-level categories of activities aid organizations in easily expressing their management of risk at a high level and enabling risk management decisions, the five functions, 2018A. The CSF also breaks these top-level categories down into smaller subcategories and links them to relevant guidance, allowing practitioners to analyze their organization's coverage of risk management activities in detail. We do not explain the NIST CSF in detail because an AI-focused equivalent of the CSF already exists, that is, the NIST AI RMF. See section 3.3 below. Instead, we suggest frontier AI researchers focus directly on how to expand on the AI RMF, but Appendix A, 3 contains further details on the CSF if useful. One useful lesson from the CSF is that targeted standards and guidance are needed to support the CSF and AI RMF in addressing catastrophic risks. Like the AI RMF, the CSF does not focus on catastrophic risks if, for example, risks that could cause a large loss of human life or economic value, or have a significant impact on society. The CSF instead functions as a general risk management framework for organizations of all missions and sizes, though it was initially created to address cybersecurity risks to U.S. critical infrastructure. Frontier AI developers adapting functional cybersecurity frameworks for AI should also consider other standards that are more specialized, and have stricter requirements than the NIST CSF. 
Framework profiles based on the NIST CSF adapt it for specific industries and use cases, such as election infrastructure or manufacturing. Because the NIST CSF is very broad and covers many possible categories of activities for many actors, risk profiles help prioritize the categories of activities most important to mission objectives common to the industry or use case. For example, process and maintain voter registration, or maintain human safety. These profiles can also then prescribe additional guidance, and possibly tailor this to subcategories, for example, high impact, manufacturing systems, Stouffer et al., 2020, pages 17-45. Other cybersecurity standards, such as NIST Special Publication 800-172, NIST SP 800-172, focus on more stringent requirements for organizations to protect themselves against sophisticated nation-state cyber attacks. NIST SP 800-172 has three main thrusts, intended to counter sophisticated adversaries, 1. Penetration-resistant architecture, 2. Damage-limiting operations, and 3. Designing for cyber resiliency and survivability. Details at Appendix A, 2. Subheading. 3.2 Y Take a Functional Approach. The functional approach is useful for frontier AI because implementing cross-cutting measures can provide resilience against both known and unknown risks. The CSF and AI RMF include categories of activities that do not fit easily into specific software development, life cycle phases and threat models, such as identifying roles and responsibilities, establishing oversight processes, and improving awareness and training. Strengthening these measures can be helpful even as technological capabilities, risks, and threat actors change. The AI RMF is relatively mature compared to other AI risk management resources, and covers a comprehensive range of activities in substantial detail. This allows users to identify high-priority categories of activities, and to evaluate their own risk management programs against the AI RMF at a granular level. The NIST CSF is also used for other purposes, such as providing a high-level summary of risk management efforts, or overviewing spending on risk management. See Appendix A, 3 for details. Subheading. 3.3 Usage for Frontier AI Governance. To illustrate a function-based approach to governing frontier AI systems, we refer to the Govern, Map, Measure, Manage framework described in the NIST AI Risk Management Framework, NIST AI RMF which provides a comprehensive description of the categories of defenses. While the NIST AI RMF is a valuable resource, it requires tailoring for frontier AI development, for which we reference guidance from UC Berkeley's Center for Long-Term Cybersecurity, CLTC, that identifies selected categories as high priority. Lastly, we suggest that a defense-in-depth approach can be achieved by providing multiple independent layers for each high-priority category. While some such guidance for doing so already exists, we suggest that NIST or other researchers could further build out a catalog of controls for frontier AI safety and security. Subheading 3.3.1 The NIST AI RMF The NIST AI Risk Management Framework, RMF, is intended as a voluntary framework for organizations of all sizes and in all sectors and throughout society, and is agnostic as to use case and sector, Tabassi, 2023, page 2. After Congress directed NIST to draft the AI RMF in the National Artificial Intelligence Initiative Act of 2020, NIST undertook an 18-month drafting period that included extensive feedback from government, industry, and civil society, and released the first complete version of the AI RMF in January 2023. 
we focus on the NIST AI RMF because this extensive input process and NIST's prominence as a major standard-setting organization make the AI RMF a detailed, credible, and consensus-driven resource for organizations looking for guidance on how to manage AI risks. The NIST AI RMF is organized around four functions, representing high-level categories of activities. Govern. A culture of risk management is cultivated and present. Map. Context is recognized and risks related to context are identified. Measure. Identified risks are assessed, analyzed, or tracked. Manage. Risks are prioritized and acted upon based on a projected impact, Tabassi, 2023, page 20. Like the CSF, the AIRMF then breaks these functions down into more detailed subcategories and guidance. See Appendix B for more details. Subheading. 3.3.2 Tailoring the AIRMF to Frontier AI Safety and Security Concerns. The NIST AIRMF does not focus on the safety and security of Frontier AI models. It is intended as a resource for a broad audience, covering a wider range of actors, for example, developers of smaller AI models, downstream users, and concerns, for example, privacy and other aspects of trustworthiness. Tabassi, 2023, pages 12-18. Given that the US government, frontier AI developers, and leading scientists have raised concerns about catastrophic risks from frontier AI models, Brown, 2023. The White House, 2023b, a specialized framework is needed to complement the NIST AI RMF. Several efforts are underway to establish supplementary guidance related to the NIST AI RMF for frontier AI systems and large language models. NIST is currently developing a risk profile focusing on generative AI, supported by a public working group announced by the White House, the NIST GAI PWG. The GAI PWG is expected to address four aspects of generative AI. Governance, content provenance, pre-deployment testing, and incident disclosure, NIST AIRC team, NDA. Another group of researchers at UC Berkeley Center for Long-Term Cybersecurity, CLTC, is developing supplementary guidance to the AI RMF that is focused on catastrophic AI risks. Because the CTLC guidance is currently the most detailed set of recommendations describing best practices for addressing potential catastrophic risks from frontier AI systems, we focus on the CLTC guidance for our discussion. As of October 2023, the most recent draft of the CLTC framework recommends that frontier AI developers treat the following points as highest priority. High priority categories of activities identified by CLTC supplementary guidance. Here's a list of bullet points. Take responsibility for risk assessment and risk management tasks for which your organization has substantially greater information and capability than others in the value chain. Section 3.1, Govern 2.1. Set risk tolerance thresholds to prevent unacceptable risks, Map 1.5. Identify the potential uses and misuses or abuses for a general purpose AI system, GPAIS, and identify reasonably foreseeable potential impacts, for example, to fundamental rights, Map 1.1. Identify whether a GPAIS could lead to significant, severe, or catastrophic impacts, for example, because of correlated failures or errors across high-stakes deployment domains, dangerous emergent behaviors, or harmful misuses and abuses by AI actors, MAP 5.1. Use red teams and adversarial testing as part of extensive interaction with GPAIS to identify dangerous capabilities, vulnerabilities, or other emergent properties of such systems, measure 1.1. 
Track important identified risks, for example, vulnerabilities from data poisoning and other attacks or objectives misspecification, even if they cannot yet be measured. Measure 1.1 and Measure 3.2. Implement risk reduction controls as appropriate throughout a GPAIS life cycle, for example, independent auditing. Incremental scale-up, red teaming, and other steps, manage 1.3, manage 2.3, and manage 2.4. Incorporate identified AI system risk factors, and circumstances that could result in impacts or harms. Into reporting to internal and external stakeholders, for example, to downstream developers, regulators, users, impacted communities, etc., on the AI system as appropriate, for example, using model cards, or system cards. Govern 4.2. Check or update, and incorporate, each of the above when making go or no-go decisions, especially on whether to proceed on major stages or investments for development or deployment of cutting-edge large-scale GPAIS. Manage 1.1. That's the end of the list. Subheading. 3.3.3 Providing detailed controls. To achieve defense in depth, frontier AI developers should implement multiple independent measures for each of these high-priority categories which reduces the risk of any single failure leading to a catastrophic outcome. To identify such measures, frontier AI developers can draw on existing guidance if, for example, NIST provides an online playbook alongside the AI RMF that includes suggested actions for users, NIST AIRC team, NDB, and the supplementary guidance by CLTC also includes specific actions and reference materials. They can also draw on issue-specific studies by researchers, such as an overview of risk assessment techniques by. Ideally, having a comprehensive catalogue of controls for Frontier AI would make it easier for actors to identify potential measures, evaluate the completeness of existing measures, and compare Frontier AI developers' approaches. In cybersecurity, NIST SP 800-53 is probably the most comprehensive such catalogue, listing over 1,000 cybersecurity controls that are divided into 20 control families, such as awareness and training, incident response, and supply chain risk management. For example, Control AC-6, Least Privilege, under the Access Control family, is Employ the principle of least privilege, allowing only authorized accesses for users, or processes acting on behalf of users, that are necessary to accomplish assigned organizational tasks. However, at this time there is no similarly comprehensive catalog of controls for frontier AI safety and security. We recommend that an industry body or NIST draw up a catalog of controls addressing safety and security for frontier AI models, performing a similar role to NIST SP 800-53. This would ideally be driven by NIST, but an industry body focused on AI safety and security could potentially perform a similar role, such as the Frontier Model Forum, the Partnership on AI, or another information-sharing forum or mechanism as indicated in the voluntary commitments announced by leading AI companies, and the White House in July 2023. In the interim, organizations should use existing standards and best practices for individual aspects of AI safety and security and curate these resources appropriately, for example, using NIST SP 800-53 specifically for system cybersecurity, or existing resources applying the NIST AI RMF toward catastrophic risk management. Subheading. 3.3.4 Defense In-Depth Using the NIST AI RMF. To summarize, using the NIST AI RMF and supplementary guidance such as the CLTC guidance, Frontier AI developers can take the following steps to achieve an effective defense in-depth approach. 1. Frontier AI developers should adopt the NIST AI RMF, 
or an equivalent framework that establishes a comprehensive description of categories of defenses. Frontier AI developers can see this first step as a defense in breadth approach that provides a precursor to defense in depth. Here, the value of the NIST AI RMF is not only the high-level, govern, map, measure, manage, functions, but also its breakdown of these functions into categories and subcategories, such as manage 4.1, manage 4.2, and so on. For a full list of subcategories under the RMF, see Appendix B. 2. To ensure resources are well allocated, Frontier AI developers should select categories from the broader list as high priority for a defense in-depth approach. Here, they can take the subcategories listed as high priority by CLTC for catastrophic incidents from Frontier AI development, such as setting risk tolerance thresholds, identifying potential catastrophic impacts, red teaming, and so on. Frontier AI developers can also borrow from other guidance, such as the forthcoming generative AI risk profile that NIST is developing via its public working group. 3. Defense in-depth is then achieved by providing multiple independent layers for each high-priority subcategory. For example, for the NIST AI RMF category map 1.1, CLTC guidance suggests that organizations identify the potential uses and misuses or abuses for a GPAIS and identify reasonably foreseeable potential impacts, for example, to fundamental rights. Frontier AI developers could draw on risk identification techniques described by other authors such as who identify techniques such as scenario analysis, using risk typologies, taxonomies, and the fishbone method. Frontier AI developers should then add further depth by adding measures to improve the diversity, independence, and redundancy of these techniques, such as having multiple independent teams perform this work, conducting adversarial analysis of the original analysis, and so on. As the potential risks from advanced AI systems increase, Frontier AI developers should consider scaling the level of assurance and hence costliness, of these measures appropriately. Where there are insufficient measures currently available to appropriately address the level of risk, frontier AI developers may need to invest additional resources in creating such measures, and to delay deployment until adequate risk management measures can be implemented. There's an image here in the text. Figure 1. Defense in depth using the NIST AI RMF and supplementary guidance. Subheading. 3.4 Limitations and Future Work The AI RMF targets a broad audience and does not primarily address safety and security risks from Frontier AI. NIST, the Frontier Model Forum, or other researchers could adapt the AI RMF to better target these risks. The AI RMF is not intended as a detailed and comprehensive list of controls to address safety and security risks from Frontier AI. A more comprehensive list of controls could facilitate frontier AI developers and policymakers adopting relevant measures, evaluating the completeness of existing measures, and comparing frontier AI developers' approaches. This would ideally be driven by NIST, but an industry body focused on AI safety and security could potentially perform a similar role, such as the Frontier Model Forum. The generality of the AI RMF can make it difficult for frontier AI developers to identify gaps. While this breadth and generality helps to highlight cross-cutting categories of activity, it can also make it more difficult to prioritize activities and assess comprehensiveness given particular use cases or threat scenarios. The threat-based framework discussed below is particularly well-suited to assuring an appropriate level of defenses against given threats, while the life cycle model provides another perspective to evaluate comprehensiveness of measures more generally.
The AI RMF is not threat-specific, and because it is focused on a developer's view, may not clearly illustrate how adversarial actors could evade or subvert existing defenses. It should therefore be paired with a threat-based approach as discussed in Section 5. Heading 4. Life Cycle Approach Frontier AI developers can also adopt a life cycle approach, describing the frontier AI development life cycle and identifying risk management activities that the organization must perform at each phase. Life cycle approaches in cybersecurity often emphasize the need to integrate security throughout software development, deployment, and operations, and help to promote a safety by design and shift left approach that is, addressing issues early in the development life cycle rather than waiting till the end to test and mitigate. We suggest a six-phase framework for frontier AI development, plan scope and design architecture. Collect and process data. Train and align model. Evaluate, iterate, and mitigate. Stage deployment. And operate and monitor. This closely mirrors existing descriptions of the AI development life cycle by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD. It includes the emphasis on a shift-left approach as mentioned above while also calling attention to critical decision-making nodes during frontier AI deployment, and the importance of monitoring and response in post-deployment system operation. Moving forward, we suggest that the Frontier Model Forum, FMF, develop a consensus model that identifies and prioritizes key safety and security activities for developers for each of the six phases. We also suggest that Frontier AI developers and research funders, including the National Science Foundation, NSF, Invest in research that supports a shift left for frontier AI. Some possible directions for research could include software requirement specification techniques borrowed from safe to critical domains, dataset curation techniques to remove potentially dangerous training data, for example, research discussing pathogen synthesis or enhancement, and foundational research to build safer and more secure AI systems. Subheading 4.1 What does this look like in cybersecurity? Two popular frameworks for a secure software development lifecycle, SSDLC, are the Microsoft Security Development Lifecycle, SDL, and the DevSecOps framework. These are not the only widespread SSDLC frameworks, as SSDLCs vary significantly across organizations depending on their product, team needs, and threat models. However, they are useful representatives of this type of model. The SDL provides a version of a SSDLC assuming a single linear process from requirements and design through to release. However, with the rise of agile methodologies, this has become dated. The newer DevSecOps framework better reflects an agile, that is, iterative, approach to software development, but is less prescriptive and currently not well-defined. Subheading. For Security Development Lifecycle, SDL, Framework. The SDL framework focuses on five core phases. Requirements, design, implementation, verification, and release. It also includes two supporting security activities. Training of developers, which precedes the five core phases, and response to incidents, which comes after the five core phases. Individual security practices are then listed in each phase. One version from 2010 that illustrates the SDL particularly clearly is provided below, listing 16 security practices. The SDL was originally developed as a set of mandatory practices for internal use at Microsoft in the early 2000s, and has since gained popularity more widely. There's an image here in the text. Figure 2. Microsoft Security Development Life Cycle. Diagram content taken from Figure 2. 
The Microsoft Security Development Lifecycle, Simplified, in Simplified Implementation of the Microsoft SDL, 2011. The Microsoft SDL above was originally intended to reflect a linear software development practice, but this is also why practitioners may now see the 2010 version of the SDL as being outdated. This linear flow from design to implementation to testing is known as the waterfall model of software development, a model that has gained a reputation for being inflexible and inefficient when applied to modern software development projects that require rapid prototyping and iterative testing of new features. Modern software development often follows an agile methodology, which focuses on shorter software development cycles, plan, design, build, test, with continuous rapid releases that incorporate customer feedback. Subheading. 4.1.2 The DevSecOps Framework. The DevSecOps Framework better reflects this iterative approach to software development, and aims to ensure that security is addressed during both software development and IT operations, including systems administration, cloud infrastructure management, and service monitoring, particularly as these two elements become more tightly coupled. DevSecOps gained popularity in the early 2010s building on the DevOps framework, which had emerged a few years earlier. While DevOps focuses primarily on improving speed and efficiency by breaking down the organizational silos that often separate software development and IT operations, DevSecOps typically focuses on ensuring that security is baked into the DevOps process throughout the software development life cycle. Both DevOps and DevSecOps rely heavily on several common elements such as cross-team collaboration, greater automation, and tight feedback loops driven by rapid prototyping, feedback, and monitoring. The DevOps software development lifecycle is sometimes depicted as an infinity loop, with DevSecOps embedding security throughout the DevOps lifecycle. For example, one version is shown below. There's an image here in the text. Figure 3. DevSecOps loop. Source. Department of Defense Chief Information Officer, 2019, page 19. However, DevOps and DevSecOps are still maturing, and there is still no single definitive model describing what processes are crucial to a DevSecOps approach. NIST has established a project to define DevSecOps concepts and identify the key elements needed to build and document DevSecOps practices. As part of this project, NIST will draft a special publication to compile best practices on DevSecOps, but this special publication has yet to be finalized. Subheading. For point two, why take a lifecycle approach? The software lifecycle approach to security is often connected to the principle of shifting left, that is, addressing security as early as possible in the lifecycle, rather than adding it on at the end. Considering safety and security early in the software lifecycle can help achieve several outcomes, particularly if done in the iterative and integrated style of DevSecOps. Reducing the costs associated with fixing safety and security issues. Addressing issues as they arise can make them both easier and less costly to fix, since at that point there are fewer other components entangled with or depending on them. By comparison, imagine building a skyscraper only to discover that the steel rods in the reinforced concrete were not tested early on, and some have turned out to be defective. Mitigating safety and security risks that affect early stages of system development, for example, model training. For example, data poisoning. Attacks on AI systems manipulate a model's training data to change its behavior in line with an attacker's intent. Addressing the root causes of safety and security issues to prevent recurrences. 
For example, flaws in the development toolchain, such as inadequate tools and methods for software testing, may lead to organizations persistently missing certain classes of issues. Reducing friction between the development, operation, and safety of security teams. Ensuring that developers are adhering to secure coding practices can be easier than fixing their bugs afterwards. Some operational and safety of security tasks also require developer assistance. For example, it is best to consider having a good logging and monitoring pipeline for security alerts early in the development process. If logging is only considered later in the development process, code may be implemented in a way that makes key security events difficult to log or interpret. Mapping the model lifecycle of frontier AI development also has additional benefits. Firstly, by separating stages, it draws attention to critical decision-making nodes in the deployment process, such as decisions on whether to deploy and or to open-source frontier models. Secondly, it highlights that safety activities should not stop after deployment via inclusion of post-deployment stages. This draws attention to the fact that incidents may arise during operations or subsequent updates of the model. The need for organizations to address incidents during operations is well recognized in cybersecurity, including under the NIST CSF and the DevSecOps framework, but practices for this are still underdeveloped in AI safety and security. Subheading 4.3 Usage for Frontier AI Governance. Below, we summarize general descriptions of the AI development lifecycle by the OECD and NIST and details of frontier model development as described by OpenAI, Microsoft, and other developers. These then inform a possible framework that we propose for a life-cycle-based approach to governing frontier AI systems. Subheading. For point 3.1 Existing Descriptions of the AI Development Lifecycle. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, has drafted a general model for the AI Development Lifecycle. The NIST AI RMF also adopts this model and includes it as part of the explanatory preface to the function-based RMF. The NIST description of the model includes six broad phases. Here's a list of bullet points. Plan and design. Articulate and document the system's concept and objectives, underlying assumptions, and context in light of legal and regulatory requirements and ethical considerations. Collect and process data, gather, validate, and clean data, and document the metadata and characteristics of the dataset, in light of objectives, legal and ethical considerations. Build and use model, create or select algorithms. Train models. Verify and validate, verify and validate, calibrate, and interpret model output. Deploy and use, pilot, check compatibility with legacy systems, verify regulatory compliance, manage organizational change, and evaluate user experience. Operate and monitor, operate the AI system and continuously assess its recommendations and impacts, both intended and unintended, in light of objectives, legal and regulatory requirements, and ethical considerations. That's the end of the list. There's an image here in the text. Figure 4. OECD NIST AI Development Lifecycle Model. Source. As with the NIST AI RMF at large, this lifecycle model is meant to be generally applicable and may differ from how specific frontier AI models are developed in practice. We can compare the OECD, NIST lifecycle framework with OpenAI's own description of its development and deployment lifecycle for LLMs, as below. This lifecycle description may not be generalizable to models trained by other labs, or in other domains. OpenAI's description of its development and deployment lifecycle includes five main stages, 
Initial development. Problem identification and goal setting. Initial impact assessment. Data sourcing, curation, and filtration. Alignment. Instruction generation. Fine tuning. Alignment evaluations. Evaluation and iterative development, model evaluations. Revised impact assessment and hazard analysis. Red teaming and user testing. Deployment and ongoing evaluation, private betas. Use case pilots. Misuse detection and response. Downstream assessment. Retrospective reviews. Retrospective impact assessment. Platform level risk measurement. The most notable difference between OpenAI's and the OECD's model is that the OpenAI model refers to an alignment phase. Currently, the model training that OpenAI conducts can be viewed loosely as two distinct phases. First, OpenAI trains a base model on a large amount of data. Subsequently, OpenAI fine-tunes this base model to remove harmful behavior, using a technique known as reinforcement learning with human feedback, low and Leica, 2022, OpenAI, 2023b. Other companies may use different alignment techniques. For example, Anthropic uses an approach called constitutional AI, relying on feedback from an AI system instead of human feedback. Because approaches to alignment are still changing, we frame this overall process as a single, train, and align model, phase in our life cycle description below. Other researchers have also laid out alternative life cycle frameworks, which may be useful for future framework developers to tap on. Subheading 4.3.2 Proposed Life Cycle Framework The below framework draws closely from the OECD and NIST frameworks, while integrating additional details from frontier models. Frontier models have large compute requirements and high training costs, making their development cycles lengthier than many smaller AI projects. Because many frontier models are general-purpose and can be used in an extremely wide range of contexts, they also require an extensive pre-deployment testing regimen and a phased approach to rollout. Here's a list of bullet points. Plan scope and design architecture, identify the scope, objectives, and expected capabilities of the model, and document them. Specify data and compute requirements and model architecture, including safety and alignment features incorporated into the system design. Conduct initial impact assessment and identify and prioritize potential affected stakeholders. If possible, specify behavioral requirements for subsequent go or no-go decisions, for example, safety and security requirements, and have external parties with relevant expertise rigorously review organizational safety plans. Collect and process data, gather, validate, and clean data and document the metadata and characteristics of the dataset. Filter data to remove inappropriate training data, for example, violent content, using human review and or automated tools. Verify the integrity of data against malicious attacks, for example, data poisoning. Train and align model, train the base model on a secure compute cluster, limiting access to base model weights to minimize risk of theft or misuse. Fine-tune the model using alignment methods, for example, reinforcement learning with human feedback, RLHF, or constitutional AI. Evaluate, iterate, and mitigate, conduct internal and external testing to assess safety and security of the model, including red teaming to anticipate potentially harmful behavior by deliberately eliciting such behavior in a safe environment. Mitigate harms via fine-tuning of model weights or implementation of other guardrails. If necessary, notify and coordinate with other actors to delay model development, and or develop countermeasures if harms are serious and cannot be adequately mitigated.
this phase could overlap with train and align model. Stage deployment. Release model to trusted parties in stages, for example, through private betas or use case pilots. Before significant deployments, conduct pre-deployment risk assessments and be willing to not release the model if doing so is assessed to be too high risk. Decide what information is not safe to publicly release, for example, training details, model weights, based on potential risk of abuse by malicious actors. Operate and monitor, operate the AI system and continuously assess its recommendations and impacts, both intended and unintended. Monitor for anomalies, misuse, and systemic societal effects and respond as appropriate, including limiting access to the model if needed. Continue to fine-tune the model to improve safety and security based on observed real-world behavior. That's the end of the list. Subheading. For point 3.3 discussion of proposed framework. Subheading. Shifting left on AI safety and security. In line with the shift left approach in DevSecOps, the above life cycle suggests that it may be worth trying to push for a similar shift left in AI safety and security. In the policy debate on AI safety and security, current proposed interventions skew heavily toward the latter part of the development cycle, that is, testing, evaluation, and developing mitigations for any issues that are discovered. As models become increasingly powerful and complex, scaling this test and mitigate approach will become more challenging making it important to address issues as early in the development cycle as possible. A safety by design or security by design approach for frontier models could incorporate the following measures. Plan and design. Organizations could examine software requirement specification techniques in safety critical domains, for example, autonomous vehicles, and extend them to frontier models. In high-reliability software engineering, one of the methods used in safety-critical software is specifying detailed requirements, that is, descriptions of what the software should do, rather than just how the software should do it. Effective software requirements can ensure that necessary safety requirements are implemented, and that the system has no unwanted functionality that could contribute to an accident. Adapting these techniques for frontier models would require substantial innovation, but could pay off. It would be extremely challenging to meet the demanding criteria conventionally used in aviation, for example, because these techniques depend largely on code being interpretable by humans. However, other safety-critical disciplines adopting AI as such as autonomous vehicles, have grappled with how to develop behavioral requirements for safety, and this work could perhaps be extended to frontier AI models. Increased safety during the planning and design phase could also include investing in research and development to develop architectures that inherently support alignment and or safety, or restricting use cases of frontier AI models upfront in order to make the risks more predictable and manageable. Collect and process data. Organizations could invest in and share information on dataset curation techniques to remove training data that may contribute to harmful outputs. Such techniques are already in use. For example, OpenAI has documented its use of human-machine teams to remove graphic and explicit images from the training set for DALI, and to remove erotic content from the training set for GPT-4, Nicole, 2022, OpenAI, 2023b, page 61. Eliminating harmful data from models pre-training could help to mitigate the model later producing harmful output, because it is difficult to reliably prevent a model from reproducing harmful output once it has learned that output from a given dataset. Selectively removing potentially harmful information from the training dataset, 
such as research on the creation or enhancement of pathogens, could potentially reduce malicious users' ease of access to such data. Train and align model. Organizations could invest in foundational research to build safer and more secure AI systems. For example, one line of research by OpenAI involves developing tools and techniques for scalable oversight, which involves using AI systems to facilitate evaluation of other AI systems. OpenAI has stated that it will allot 20% of its computing resources to pursuing this and related goals. Other frontier AI labs have also created formal safety teams or alignment teams, such as DeepMind, Anthropic, and Inflection. Policymakers should also consider funding technical work to improve safety and security on the left side of the frontier model development life cycle, that is, planning, data collection, and training methods. Given that some researchers have raised fundamental concerns about the safety and security of current AI technologies, a timely injection of funding could help discover new approaches that might avert these flaws from being magnified as systems become more capable and integrated into society. By comparison with cybersecurity, Leading computer scientist Tony Hoare has called his invention of the null pointer in the 1960s a billion-dollar mistake, due to its frequent exploitation by malicious actors to conduct cyberattacks in subsequent decades. The need to develop AI that is safe by design falls under one of nine main strategic thrusts described in the 2023 update to the National AI Research and Development R&D, Strategic Plan. Given this, the National Science Foundation, NSF, should lead investment in a shift left on AI safety and security, continuing to expand on its existing funding for trustworthy AI. Other departments and agencies should also invest appropriately in such efforts, particularly the Department of Defense, DOD, the Department of Energy, DOE, and the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS which are the other government bodies besides the NSF that funded more than $200 million each of AI, R, and D. In FI 2022, National Artificial Intelligence Research Resource Task Force, 2023, page 10. Ensuring adequate investment in R, and D, for safety by design will become especially important as departments and agencies step up overall AI, R, and D investment. The DOE, for example, has proposed a potential initiative to Congress that could entail billions of dollars in funding. Ideally, policymakers would also use regulation to encourage a safe-by-design approach to AI systems. See for example the proposal in. However, such an approach is out of scope for this report. Subheading. Deployment and post-deployment measures. Following deployment, frontier AI developers must also be prepared to implement deployment corrections to address potential or observed dangerous behavior, use, or outcomes from deployed models. Even if frontier AI developers implement strong pre-deployment risk assessments, these risk assessments may not be able to identify all risks and future performance improvements, integrations, interactions, or users of the model may introduce new risks. Such deployment corrections can include user-based restrictions, access frequency limits, capability or feature restrictions, use case restrictions, or model shutdown. These measures exist on a spectrum and can be combined as appropriate. They must also be supported by other capabilities, such as setting thresholds for implementing deployment corrections, and continuous logging and monitoring. Below we provide a diagram illustrating the measures that frontier AI developers may need to implement to ensure robust post-deployment. Incident response. There's an image here in the text. Figure 5. An end-to-end -end process for implementing deployment corrections for frontier AI models. Source.
O'Brien et al., 2023. Further details are available in our report, Deployment Corrections. An Incident Response Framework for Frontier AI Models, O'Brien et al., 2023. Subheading. 4.4 Limitations and Future Work. The life cycle approach may not effectively capture functions and measures that cut across multiple phases. As a result, it may be difficult to assess if there are any gaps in the organization's implementation of these functions and measures using the life cycle approach alone. For example, the NIST AI RMFs govern function, which describes overarching measures that enable other functions, could exist outside of or parallel to the life cycle model, as it involves measures such as assessing the adequacy of other implemented measures. Other functions like transparency and disclosure on model capabilities and limitations, or cybersecurity and insider security, may similarly cut across multiple phases. To ensure adequate coverage, organizations should use complementary approaches like the functional approach in tandem with the life cycle approach. The life cycle approach currently lacks the granularity of the functional approach and is less ready to implement. Currently, there is no commonly agreed-upon version for a frontier AI lifecycle model that, for example, subdivides phases into categories or associates them with individual activities. This makes it more difficult to assess whether defenses are truly comprehensive. However, this could be mitigated by the development of a detailed consensus lifecycle model, for example by the Frontier Model Forum. The lifecycle model centers on the organization's own activities, which could lead organizations to neglect interactions with other systems and organizations as being out of frame. Other actors may spend substantial effort trying to stretch the capabilities of the frontier model or build other architecture on top of the model. As an example, following the launch of GPT-4, an extensive developer community sprung up using GPT-4 to build autonomous agents, Insight. Race towards autonomous AI agents grips Silicon Valley Reuters, ND. Organizations should be explicit about needing to anticipate, monitor, and address events out of their immediate control, particularly in the latter stages of the model life cycle. Heading. 5. Threat-Based Approach. Frontier AI developers can also take an adversary's perspective to verify if their defenses are adequate against malicious or subversive activity from non-state actors, nation-states, or sophisticated goal-directed AI systems. Such threat-based approaches are stronger when they tap on knowledge bases of adversary behavior, such as the MITRE ATT and CK database, which compiles empirical data and research from cybersecurity to describe the tactics, techniques, and procedures, TTPs, that malicious actors use. Organizations can use such databases to ensure that they have adequate defensive coverage, such as by simulating attacks from adversaries. Unlike the functional and life cycle approaches, Threat-based approaches are not effective in scenarios where harm is not caused by specific malicious actors e for example, structural issues like misinformation or mass unemployment. However, the threat-based lens is valuable because defenses that seem reasonable from a developer's perspective may not be sufficient when facing sophisticated goal-directed actors who actively search for and optimize against defensive gaps. Moving forward. We suggest that MITRE and or the Frontier Model Forum establish and build out knowledge bases to facilitate threat-based approaches. The MITRE Atlas database is a version of ATT and CK focused on machine learning, which MITRE and partners should continue to develop. We suggest two potential changes for Atlas, one, add a version of Atlas that uses categories familiar to machine learning experts, in addition to the current version that uses categories familiar to cybersecurity practitioners, two, 
Expand Atlas to cover TTPs that use AI systems to affect other systems, effect on world, in addition to TTPs to attack systems, effect on model. We also recommend the US Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, CISA, assess the effects of frontier AI systems on the top 10 most vulnerable national critical functions. Subheading 5.1 What does this look like in cybersecurity? The MITRE adversarial tactics, techniques, and common knowledge, MITRE ATT and CK, framework is a knowledge base that documents cybersecurity tactics and techniques used by malicious actors, MITRE ATT and CK, NDB. As of 2023, the framework lists over 300 individual techniques, for example, steal or forge Kiberos tickets, that are organized into 14 tactics, for example, reconnaissance, defense evasion, command, and control. While the 14 tactics represent the why of a technique that is, the high-level objective an adversary wants to accomplish, the 300 techniques represent how the adversary achieves this objective and or what specifically they gain. MITRE ATT and CK is probably the single threat-based framework that is most commonly used by cybersecurity practitioners. In a 2020 survey of security professionals from 325 large and medium-sized enterprises in the UK, US, and Australia, 81% of enterprises reported using ATT and CK. The primary use of ATT and CK is helping defenders to understand the tactics that adversaries may use against them, identifying gaps in monitoring and security tools, and then adjusting their defenses appropriately. 57% of respondents to the 2020 survey said that ATT and CK was helpful for determining gaps in currently deployed security tools, Basra and Korshik, 2020, page 2. Because MITRE ATT and CK provides a high level of detail, including observations about what tactic-specific threat actors use, defenders can use it to simulate attacks by the threat actors they are most worried about. For example, US government agencies could refer to the techniques that are commonly used by APT-28 and APT-29, two Russia-linked groups that have been linked to the 2020 SolarWinds incident and espionage campaigns in 2015-16 against the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee, name it al. 2023, page 29. The ATT and CK database is updated biannually based on publicly available information, which is relatively frequent compared to other standards, for example, the NIST-CSF, which is only refreshed every several years. There's an image here in the text. Figure 6. Excerpt from MITRE ATT and CK, source. Attack.mitre.org, taken on August 5, 2023. Full MITRE ATT and CK database is not shown due to size. Copyright symbol 2023 The MITRE Corporation. This work is reproduced and distributed with the permission of the MITRE Corporation. Subheading 5.1.1 An alternative threat based approach. The kill chain. MITRE ATT and CK is not the only threat based approach that companies can use to assess their defenses. It contrasts with the concept of a kill chain, a sequential set of steps that describes the high-level objectives in an attacker campaign. The most popular kill chain is the Lockheed Martin Cyber Kill Chain, which runs through seven steps. Reconnaissance, weaponization, delivery, exploitation, installation, command and control, and actions on objectives. Lockheed Martin, North Dakota. In theory, by intervening at any stage in the attack, a defender can break the chain and disrupt the entire attack. By contrast, MITRE ATT and CK explicitly is not a kill chain. The 14 high-level tactics are not sequential, and the framework assumes that attackers can skip stages or jump back and forth between them.
We focus on ATT and CK, not the cyber kill chain, because the kill chain is an idealized description of an attack campaign that, in practice, attackers do not always follow. Moreover, because it describes adversaries at a high level, linking concrete defensive measures to the cyber kill chain can be difficult. This was one of the motivations driving the creation of ATT and CK. Given the diversity of safety and security risks inherent to frontier AI systems, a kill chain approach to threat modeling could be too simplistic to capture important information and design useful defenses. Subheading 5.2 Why take a threat-based approach? A threat-based approach to frontier AI development emphasizes an adversary's perspective, setting it apart from the functional and life-cycle approaches, which emphasize the developer's, or defender's, perspective. By thinking like an attacker, defenders can ensure that the measures they have implemented are adequate against the types of attacks they expect to face. As MITRE describes it, ATT and CK allows defenders to follow the adversary's motivation for individual actions and understand how the actions and dependencies relate to specific classes of defenses that may be deployed in an environment. This approach is valuable because defenses that seem reasonable from a developer's perspective may not be sufficient when facing sophisticated goal-directed actors. Such actors can be highly motivated to find creative failure modes for AI systems by searching for gaps in developers' defensive postures and optimizing against them. Examples of such skilled, persistent actors could include actors such as nation-states, criminal groups, or other non-state actors. Potentially, they could also include sophisticated AI systems that are designed to pursue long-term goals strategically with high levels of autonomy. However, the focus on adversarial action also makes the threat-based approach less useful for mitigating risks that do not involve a specific malicious actor. For example, structural harms such as the propagation of misinformation or mass unemployment. Conceptually, MITRE ATT and CK was created as a mid-level adversary model, describing adversary behaviors in enough detail to map them to defenses, while maintaining enough abstraction to be generalizable across many threats and systems, Strom et al., 2018, pages 22-23. In this sense, it sits in between high-level models like the Lockheed Martin Cyberkill chain, described above and low-level databases of exploits and vulnerabilities. MITRE originally created ATT and CK to facilitate adversary emulation exercises, so that teams could assess how comprehensive their defensive coverage was against simulated attacks. ATT and CK is now used across a variety of cases, including adversary emulation, using threat intelligence to simulate an adversary, red teaming, applying an adversarial mindset without threat intelligence detecting potential malicious behavior on a system or network, assessing defensive gaps, assessing organizational maturity, or understanding the TTPs of prominent adversarial groups, Strom et al., 2018, page 3. While threat-based approaches for defending against subversion and misuse of frontier AI systems are still under development, we expect that establishing common knowledge bases could facilitate some or all of these use cases for frontier AI systems, particularly defensive gap assessment. Subheading. 5.3 Usage for Frontier AI Governance. Subheading. 5.3.1 Existing Work. The MITRE Adversarial Threat Landscape for Artificial Intelligence Systems, MITRE Atlas, database is the counterpart of MITRE ATT and CK for Machine Learning, ML, systems. As its name suggests, it focuses primarily on adversarial tactics, such as tactics to induce misclassifications, misdetections, or unauthorized model output, and does not cover other issues such as unsafe behavior or misuse scenarios. 
Atlas currently adopts the same high-level categories, tactics, for ML systems as ATT and CK does, which facilitates comparison with ATT and CK but may not intuitively describe the behavior of frontier AI systems, or the main threats that they face. These dissimilarities arise for several reasons. ATT and CK and Atlas focus primarily on helping organizations determine how malicious actors could compromise their software systems, whereas an additional challenge for frontier model developers is determining how their models could impact the world directly, for example, if misused or given excessive autonomy. The closest match in Atlas is the system misuse for external effect technique which is nested under the impact tactic. However, because this is relatively high level, it may not be sufficient for frontier AI safety and security. For instance, frontier model developers might be interested in anticipating how their models could be used to create disinformation campaigns, conduct offensive cyber campaigns, or develop novel bioweapons. Such information could help developers anticipate downstream stakeholders that they may need to engage, and to collaborate with them to develop appropriate countermeasures. Complex offensive cyber operations often move through distinct phases to establish increasing and authorized access, while current attacks on ML systems can require relatively little buildup. A cyber espionage campaign might involve an extended attempt to gain access to the network and establish a presence before finally taking action, reflected in several ATT and CK categories like initial access, persistence, and defense evasion. By contrast, many attacks on current ML systems do not require extended access to a model and can be conducted via access to the Public Application Programming Interface, API. For example, one of the most common attacks on large language models, LLMs, is prompt injection, which involves using an adversarially crafted input to cause a model to produce unexpected output without requiring unauthorized access to an organization's systems. However, it is unclear if this distinction will hold in the longer term, as frontier AI is a developing field and future attacks may be substantially more complex than currently observed. Though not strictly a threat-based approach, existing work on frontier model vulnerabilities could also inform a threat-based approach. The Open Worldwide Application Security Project, OWASP, an online community of security experts, has produced a list of the top 10 most common LLM vulnerabilities that attackers can exploit in downstream applications, the OWASP Top 10 for LLMs. Efforts to identify vulnerabilities in LLMs and other frontier models could make it easier to identify attack techniques that leverage these vulnerabilities, and to identify mitigations where these vulnerabilities cannot be robustly patched. Existing work on frontier model capabilities will also likely inform a threat-based approach, as discussed in the Effect on World section below. Subheading 5.3.2 Proposed Threat-Based Approaches Frontier model developers should coordinate to develop a common taxonomy of tactics, techniques, and procedures, TTPs, covering two broad types of attacks. 1. Effect on model, TTPs that malicious actors could use to manipulate models or elicit unwanted model behavior, for example, by bypassing model guardrails. 2. Effect on world, TTPs that a malicious actor could use to impact other actors and systems via successfully executing an effect on model attack or by using a model that has insufficient safeguards. Below, we provide some illustrative examples of these threat-based frameworks, but these are not intended to be comprehensive as fully surveying all significant TTPs, and developing a consensus taxonomy will require a sustained technical effort. If not done by MITRE, this effort could be taken up by a body such as the Frontier Model Forum, 
or through other channels between leading AI companies as agreed on in the July 2023 White House voluntary commitments. Knowledge base owners should strongly consider the need to limit public access to avoid facilitating attacks by malicious actors. They can consider sharing such information in settings with limited circulation, such as in the format of the Frontier Model Forum. Subheading An effect on model approach. The effect on model taxonomy could build on the existing Atlas framework. However, to address the properties and vulnerabilities of machine learning models, we suggest that framework developers consider restructuring the 14 high-level tactics to better match the language and ontology, used by machine learning practitioners rather than the ATT and CK tactics, which are targeted at security researchers. Developing such a schema could help frontier model developers identify, prioritize, and mitigate possible attacks on their models. To ensure the added material is relevant and comprehensive, Framework developers should tap on existing resources documenting ML vulnerabilities, such as the OWASP Top 10 for LLMs and the OWASP Top 10 for ML security, as well as reports by leading AI labs. As an example, additional high-level tactics could include Compromise training pipeline. The adversary is trying to manipulate model behavior by altering data or software that are used in the training of the model. This could include altering third-party datasets that the developer would use in the pre-training phase, providing malicious input during deployment to systems that use online learning, or interfering with other software used during the training phase, including AI systems used to train the frontier model. Bypass guardrails. The adversary is trying to induce an authorized model behavior that the developer has implemented safeguards to prevent. This could include various prompt injection techniques, which involve using adversarially crafted input to induce unauthorized outputs, such as providing harmful or offensive information. To make it easier for ML practitioners to use an effect on model framework, we also suggest that framework developers merge, reorder, and or rename some of the current Atlas categories. We footnote some such example suggestions, although a full review of such an effort is beyond the scope of this report. Subheading. An effect on world approach. Given present concern around misuse of frontier models, we believe it is also important to develop a common resource documenting TTPs for the malicious use of frontier models to attack other actors and systems. It could help labs and policymakers describe potential threats from frontier models using a common vocabulary, harden society against these threats, standardize risk assessments that feed into development and deployment decisions, and develop necessary countermeasures. Rather than just facilitating a defense-in-depth approach for individual organizations, such an approach might facilitate a defense-in-depth approach for society at large. The high-level tactics for an effect on world taxonomy could draw from existing research to identify and evaluate potentially dangerous capabilities of frontier models, such as facilitating offensive cybersecurity campaigns, information operations, or weaponizable scientific research and manufacturing, Fist et al., 2023, Sector 3.1. Chevlain et al., 2023, page 5. The tactics should incorporate not just attacks that can be conducted with baseline frontier models, but also attacks that employ tools built with frontier models. For example, developers have built semi-autonomous agents using LLMs that can perform complex tasks without close supervision, which could lower the barrier for malicious actors wanting to do harm. Knowledge base owners should ensure that they decompose these tactics into more detailed techniques and procedures, grounding these in evidence from real-world observations and demonstrations, and what research suggests is possible. 
for example, a breakdown of a conduct offensive cybersecurity campaigns. Tactic could include techniques such as conducting spear phishing campaigns at scale, evading detection through self-modification, or using autonomous agents to identify and exploit vulnerabilities, all of which are techniques that have been demonstrated or seem feasible with additional research. However, knowledge base owners should consider that there may be significant downside risks associated with publishing this information in a way that is broadly accessible to all members of the public. In frontier AI safety and security, the offense-defense balance could substantially favor the attacker if for example, if vulnerabilities in frontier AI models are easy to exploit but difficult to patch, or attacks using frontier AI models, for example, bioterror attacks, are easy to execute and difficult to develop countermeasures against. If so, it may be better for knowledge base owners to share information selectively, such as through the Frontier Model Forum. Existing practices in cybersecurity around coordinated vulnerability disclosure, where information about software vulnerabilities is shared selectively with product developers and vendors, and published publicly only on a time delay, could provide inspiration for responsible knowledge base development practices in Frontier AI research. Subheading 5.3.3 Application to National Critical Functions From a policy perspective, governments could consider coupling this threat-based approach with an analysis of national critical functions, NCFs, that are vulnerable to attacks on AI systems, and attacks by AI systems. NCFs are functions of government and the private sector so vital to the United States that their disruption, corruption, or dysfunction would have a debilitating effect on security, national economic security, national public health or safety or any combination thereof, and the NCF construct is used by the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, CISA, to identify, analyze, prioritize, and manage significant risks to these NCFs, national critical functions, ND. Building on work done by industry to establish threats to and threats from frontier models, CISA, or another research institution, such as RAND or MITRE, should develop frameworks to identify. 1. Which NCFs will be most vulnerable to failures of robustness, resilience, safety, and security of ML models that they are using, that is, effect on model, based on the projected extent of frontier model adoption by organizations supporting these NCFs. And 2. Which NCFs will be most vulnerable to attacks using frontier models, that is, effect on world, based on the projected capabilities of these models. To an extent, such an effort could borrow methodologically from previous work done by RAND to assess risk to the NCFs from climate change, which was required by Executive Order, EO-14008. The RAND study assessed how 27 NCFs could be affected by climate change by 2030, by 2050, and by 2100 under two different greenhouse gas emission scenarios. It identified, a, the NCFs at greatest risk, b, the largest drivers of disruption, and c, potential for cascading risk, and also conducted full risk assessments for the most vulnerable NCFs. However, analyzing the impact of frontier AI on the NCFs will require a more dynamic approach than for climate change, given frontier AI's fast pace of progress. We recommend that the first version of such analysis be scoped tightly to a small subset, that is, less than 10, of the most vulnerable NCFs, based on existing concerns around disinformation, cybersecurity, biosecurity and the financial system. Such analysis should emphasize detailed risk assessments for each of these NCFs, potential mitigations and technical countermeasures, and analysis of the residual risk after these mitigations are implemented. 
we suggest that the analysis focus on a shorter time horizon, for example, 5 to 10 years after initial publication, and treat this analysis as a moving target that will be dynamically reviewed and updated, for example, every 1 to 2 years. The rapid pace of progress in frontier AI makes it infeasible to analyze frontier AI impacts on national critical functions. Over extended time periods, for example, 30 to 70 years as in climate change, and static reports will become outdated. While the uncertainty around frontier AI progress will make developing projections difficult even over the 5 to 10 year timescale, it is also what could make such an effort especially valuable to provide strategic clarity on how frontier AI will affect national security. Subheading 5.4 Limitations and Future Work The threat-based approach faces several challenges and limitations. Existing knowledge bases are not comprehensive for frontier AI systems and require expansion or restructuring. The MITRE ATLAS database, OWASP Top 10 for LLMs, OWASP Top 10 for ML Security, and reports by leading AI labs present starting points for developing such an approach. However, currently, none of these are comprehensive for either effect on model or effect on world threats. This approach focuses on adversarial actors and is less effective at anticipating or preventing several other classes of incidents. For example, it is not effective at identifying robustness or resilience issues in critical infrastructure, or in identifying systemic social, economic, and political challenges precipitated by frontier AI systems. Even after the threat databases are developed, it may be difficult for organizations to plan their defenses based on attacker TTPs if there is no mapping between attack, techniques and defenses. In the 2020 study of MITRE ATT and CK, only 57% of respondents said that ATT and CK was useful for helping to determine gaps in their security tools. Barsa and Korshik, 2020, page 2. Other results from the survey suggest. That a key difficulty could be that these organizations are unable to map ATT and CK techniques to the security products they use, or the security events they observe. To address these challenges, frontier AI developers should consider developing additional resources mapping attack techniques to potential defenses, such as MITRE Ingenuity does for MITRE ATT and CK to NIST SP800-53, or MITRE D3FEN does for a MITRE-developed set of security controls. The number of attack TTPs included can make high-level overviews and prioritization between TTPs difficult for users. ATT and CK and Atlas deliberately avoid assigning priorities to TTPs as such priorities are highly dependent on the context and risk profile of the organization. This means that, unlike the functional or life cycle approach, a threat-based approach as described above may not be suitable for senior stakeholders without significant work by the organization to prioritize and categorize the relevant TTPs and responses. Aggregating and publicly distributing information about attacks on, or using, frontier AI models could enable malicious attacks if not done carefully. Knowledge base owners should consider restricting the circulation of such information to actors responsible for addressing and mitigating these issues, and or to delay public disclosure until these issues can be patched and mitigated. Heading. 6. Evaluating and applying the suggested frameworks. We first evaluate and provide context for use of these frameworks, then explore how they can be applied to current measures proposed by labs. Subheading. 6.1 Context for applying frameworks. We recommend that policymakers and frontier model developers adopt the functional framework first, primarily given that this framework has the most existing infrastructure available, through NIST and CLTC. 
the functional framework is also relevant to stakeholders at all levels of seniority, given that it provides different levels of granularity ranging from the function, to category, to subcategory level. Sophisticated users can also use the life cycle framework to conduct gap analysis complementing the functional approach, but because there is no comprehensive resource detailing the specific safety and security activities that should be conducted at each stage of the life cycle, organizations will have to develop their own list of activities if they do so. In the longer term, policymakers and frontier model developers should collaborate to develop detailed resources for all three frameworks. Organizations should be aware that each framework has its strengths and weaknesses, and treat all three frameworks as overlapping and complementary. Below, we provide a summary table capturing and comparing the main characteristics of these approaches. There's a table here in the text. It has three columns, with titles, functional, life cycle, and threat-based. It has five rows, with titles, purpose, value proposition, limitations, existing infrastructure that users can adopt for frontier AI risk management, and most suitable parties to conduct further research. See the original text for the table contents. Ultimately, these approaches must collectively address a variety of risks and threats including robustness and or resilience issues, for example, failures of critical infrastructure or weapon systems, misuse scenarios, for example, creation of bioweapons, novel classes of threats, for example, threats from agentic systems, systemic social and economic effects, for example, degradation of media environment. Individual approaches may be strong or weak against particular risks and threats, for example, threat-based approaches may be exceptionally good at anticipating and preventing misuse scenarios, but poor at most other tasks. Frontier AI developers should ensure that the combination of approaches is implemented in such a way that all of these categories of risks and threats are covered. Subheading. 6.2 Application to Existing Measures. At a high level, these frameworks can be used as a gap analysis tool to identify where companies need to bolster their defense in-depth strategies. To illustrate, we apply the frameworks to a series of voluntary commitments, announced by the White House in July 2023, that seven leading AI companies agreed to, Amazon, Anthropic, Google, Inflection, Meta, Microsoft, and OpenAI, the White House, 2023b. While these commitments were certainly not intended to be comprehensive, Running through them is a useful exercise to demonstrate how the suggested defense in-depth frameworks can help frontier AI developers and policymakers and to test where the limitations of these frameworks are. We limit our exercise to the functional and life cycle frameworks given the limited resources available for the threat-based approach. The main commitments that the seven companies agreed to are 1. Internal and external security testing of AI systems before release to guard against risks including biosecurity cybersecurity, and broader societal effects. 2. Information sharing on safety practices and attempts to subvert safeguards, across industry and with other parties. 3. Cybersecurity and insider threat safeguards to protect model weights from being stolen. 4. Vulnerability discovery and reporting mechanisms that third parties can use after model release. 5. Technical mechanisms to identify AI-generated content, for example watermarking for audio and visual content. 6. Public reporting of key model details, such as capabilities, limitations, and areas of appropriate and inappropriate use. 7. Research on societal risks, including bias, discrimination, and privacy. 
Based on this gap analysis exercise, we suggest some directions for future voluntary commitments. Establish and commit to governance practices that facilitate a culture of risk management, as outlined in NIST AIRMF Govern 1, Govern 2, and Govern 3. Commit to pre-deployment review mechanisms and establish best practices for pre-deployment review, as outlined in NIST AIRMF Manage 1 and Manage 2, and in the stage deployment phase of our proposed life cycle model. Establish and commit to best practices for post-deployment monitoring and incident response, as outlined in NIST AIRMF Manage 4, and establish standards for an effective monitoring and response regimen. A full analysis would also assess whether this approach meets the criteria that, no single layer, no matter how robust, is exclusively relied upon. Within each subcategory of the framework or activity of the life cycle, frontier AI developers should ensure that there are multiple independent mechanisms that are resilient to each other's failure. As mentioned previously, the nascent state of AI safety and security, and the brevity of the commitments means that we do not hold frontier AI developers to that standard in this gap analysis exercise. Subheading. 6.2.1 Functional. Below, we assign the commitments to the subcategories outlined in the NIST AI Risk Management Framework, to the extent possible given the limited information provided in the White House announcement and the detailed description of the commitments. The White House, 2023A. For brevity, we list the indicative subcategory by name and do not list the actual subcategory outcomes in full. Desired subcategory outcomes are available in Appendix B for cross-reference if necessary. 1. Internal and external security testing, Govern 2.1. Map 2.3, 4.1. Measure 1.1, 1.3, 2.3, 2.7. Information sharing on safety practices and attempts to subvert safeguards, Govern 4.2, 4.3, 5.1, 5.2. 3. Cybersecurity and insider threat safeguards, not captured in NIST AIRMF better reflected by NIST cybersecurity framework. 4. Vulnerability discovery and reporting mechanisms, measure 3.1, 3.3. 5. Technical mechanisms to identify AI-generated content, govern 4.2. Measure 2.9. Manage 3.2. 6. Public reporting of key model details, govern 4.2, 4.3. Map 2.1, 2.2, 3.1, 3.2. 7. Research on societal risks, govern 4.2. Map 4.1, 5.1, The map and measure functions are relatively well covered, with the commitments touching on all of their categories except for the measure 4 and map 1 categories. This reflects the emphasis of the voluntary commitments on ways to characterize and stress test frontier AI models and understand their impacts on national security and society. Some categories within the govern function particularly Govern 4 and Govern 5, are also fairly well covered, reflecting the emphasis on information sharing with peer companies and the public. However, the Manage function and several categories under Govern are noticeably absent, suggesting that future voluntary commitments or regulation it could strengthen requirements in these areas. For example, Frontier AI developers could commit to corporate governance practices that facilitate a culture of risk management by enabling the other functions of mapping, measuring, and managing risk, as outlined in Govern 1, Govern 2, and Govern 3. These subcategories describe measures that support an overall culture of risk management, such as developing transparent and effective processes, empowering staff to perform risk management duties, 
and ensuring accountability from leadership. Frontier AI developers could commit to pre-deployment safeguards to manage risks during training and deployment decisions, as described in Manage 1 and Manage 2. For example, researchers at UC Berkeley's Center for Long-Term Cybersecurity, CLTC, have recommended that in relation to Manage 1.1, Frontier AI developers incorporate risk assessment results when making go and no-go decisions, Barrett, Newman, et al., 2023, pp 9-10. While the voluntary commitments discuss red teaming and testing extensively, they do not explicitly tie testing results to any deployment decisions. Frontier AI developers could commit to post-deployment monitoring and incident reporting mechanisms, as described in Manage 4. We describe such measures in a separate piece on deployment corrections. The above suggestions are illustrative and granular comparisons of the voluntary commitments with individual subcategories, and associated supplementary guidance will provide further suggestions. For example, despite the strong emphasis on mapping and measuring risk in the voluntary commitments, Frontier AI developers could still take further steps in the MAP function to set risk tolerance thresholds to prevent unacceptable risks, as the CLTC research group suggests as supplementary guidance under MAP 1.5, Barrett, Newman, et al., 2023, pp 9-10. Subheading. 6.2.2 Life Cycle. Below, we assign the commitments to the six broad phases identified in our proposed life cycle framework. While life cycle stage assignments are clearer for some commitments are for example, internal and external security testing, some commitments cut across most or all of the AI model life cycle. 1. Internal and external security testing, evaluate, iterate, and mitigate. 2. Information sharing on safety practices and attempts to subvert safeguards, multiple A cuts across life cycle. 3. Cybersecurity and insider threat safeguards, multiple A cuts across life cycle. 4. Vulnerability discovery and reporting mechanisms, operate and monitor. 5. Technical mechanisms to identify AI-generated content, evaluate, iterate, and mitigate. 6. Public reporting of key model details, stage deployment. 7. Research on societal risks, plan scope and design architecture. These measures focus primarily on the latter half of the model life cycle, particularly the category evaluate, iterate, and mitigate. These are important if, for example, the commitment to internal and external security testing could help to anticipate potentially dangerous behavior of frontier models. Such testing is necessary to inform go and no-go decisions for model deployment. However, there remains room for additional commitments at all phases of the model life cycle. This is particularly true for safety and security activities earlier in the development cycle that aim to catch issues before late-stage testing and mitigation. This could include measures such as Software requirement specification techniques borrowed from safety-critical domains, dataset curation techniques, and foundational research to build safer and more secure AI systems. There is also room for further work on post-deployment monitoring and response, which we address in a separate publication. Heading. 7. Conclusion. Defense in-depth as a principle is easy to understand, but detailed defense in-depth strategies are difficult to get right. In this report, we suggest three complementary frameworks, e-functional, life cycle, and threat-based, that frontier AI developers and policymakers can use to ensure defenses against emerging risks from frontier AI are comprehensive and robust. Subheading. 7.1 Overview of Next Steps. 
We recommend that frontier AI developers and policymakers first adopt a functional approach using the NIST AI RMF, given the extensive infrastructure already developed or under development. But moving forward, developers and policymakers should work together to establish a detailed life cycle model for frontier AI and build out a threat-based approach covering both an effect-on-model and effect-on-world approach. These approaches should be treated as complementary, as the complexity of the threat landscape associated with frontier AI systems means that no single framework can capture all possible issues. We have focused in this report on a defense-in-depth approach for frontier AI developers, but future work should also follow up on how to develop a defense-in-depth approach to mitigate AI risk for society at large. In other words, rather than just describing how developers and policymakers can ensure that the model development and deployment process is conducted safely, a whole-of-society approach should consider what measures should be taken by semiconductor supply chain companies, downstream deployers such as critical infrastructure operators, homeland and national security authorities, other researchers and industry players, and possibly international agencies to guard against threats from frontier A. I models. Such a strategy should involve not just preventing potential AI incidents, but also identifying ways to respond to and strengthen resilience against potential threats, including by developing tools that help build new defenses and reinforce existing institutions. Developing such a strategy will require a sustained research effort, but could potentially be modeled after the Cyberspace Solarium Commission, which developed a strategy of layered cyber deterrence incorporating more than 80 recommendations, many of which have now become law, Cyberspace Solarium Commission, ND. Subheading. 7.2 Recommendations. Below, we summarize our recommendations, along with the actors we believe are best suited to implement them. Identified actors include the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, CISA, the Department of Defense, DOD, the Department of Energy, DOE, the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, the Frontier Model Forum, FMF, MITRE, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, the National Science Foundation, NSF, the Partnership on AI, PAI, the UC Berkeley Center for Long-Term Cybersecurity, CLTC, and other general categories of actors such as frontier AI developers, researchers, and philanthropists. There's a table here in the text. Subheading. Acknowledgements. We are grateful to the following people for providing valuable feedback and insights. Onian, Ashwin Acharya, Bill Anderson Samways, Renat Araujo, Hayden Belfield, Asha Brass, Marie Bull, Simeon Campos, Ben Cotier, Samuel Curtis, Bill Drexel, Tim Fist, Matt Jensel, Jason Greenlow, Eric Grunewald, Oliver Guest, Maya Hammin, Vance Hildeman, Hamish Hobbs, Caroline Jeanmare, Leonie Kosler, Noam Colt, Jam Krapriun, Yolanda Lanquist. Jung Ju Lee, Patrick Levermore, Morgan Livingston, Sebastian Lodeman, John Menaster, Nikhil Mulani, Malcolm Murray, Richard Maller, Nicholas Mose, ABI Olvera, Davonch Ponde, Robert Praz, Max Rauker, Morgan Simpson, Ben Snodin, Zach Stein Perlman, Helen Toner, Peter Wildford, Emma Williamson, Caleb Withers, and Jenny Sow. Special thanks to Anthony Barrett from UC Berkeley's Center for Long-Term Cybersecurity for taking the time to engage on the report, and his closely related supplementary guidance for the NIST AI RMF. Luke Mühlhauser for providing a starting point for this piece by suggesting, defense in depth, be applied to AI and sharing his initial notes. Jonas Schuett for several invaluable critiques that helped us make this piece more timely and relevant.
and Paul Scarf are generously offering to host a discussion of this report at the Center for a New American Security. We are also grateful to Adam Papineau for copy editing and Umar Rafiq for graphic design. All errors are our own. Heading. Appendix A. Relevant frameworks in nuclear reactor safety and cybersecurity. We reviewed several relevant concepts and frameworks from other domains a principally nuclear reactor safety and cybersecurity, that we were not able to detail in full due to time constraints and their lesser relevance. Here we provide a non-comprehensive overview of these to facilitate future research. Subheading. Appendix A1. Defense in-depth levels in nuclear reactor safety. Defense in-depth in nuclear reactor safety is often formalized as a series of levels, or layers, ranging from 2 to 5 in number, corresponding to different stages in time and severity as a nuclear incident or accident develops. The table below is taken from a relatively authoritative treatment of defense in-depth, namely a 1996 publication by the International Nuclear Safety Advisory Group, INSAG, which is convened by the International Atomic Energy Agency, IAEA. There's a table here in the text. It has three columns, with titles, levels of defense in-depth, objective, and essential means. It has five rows, with titles, level 1, level 2, level 3, level 4, and level 5. See the original text for the table contents. Source. International Nuclear Safety Advisory Group, 1996, Table 1, Page 6, on Levels of Defense in-Depth. Subheading. Appendix A, 2. Relevant Cybersecurity Frameworks. Subheading. Defense in-Depth Frameworks. This overview is meant to be illustrative of the variety of definitions of defense in-depth, rather than exhaustive. People, technology, and operations, or processes several NIST publications define defense in-depth as an information security strategy that integrates people, technology, and operations capabilities to establish variable barriers across multiple layers and missions of the organization. The National Security Agency, NSA, and Department of Defense, DOD have used this definition since at least the early 2000s. Some other publications refer to processes rather than operations. Layering defenses by network zone. Some organizational networks can be separated into multiple network zones of increasing importance. For example, a Department of Homeland Security Guide for Protecting Industrial Control Systems, for example, to control oil or gas pipelines, describes four network zones of increasing sensitivity. Zone 1 providing external connectivity to the internet, Zone 2 for corporate communications, and Zone 3 and 4 for control systems and their communications. Not all networks can be subdivided this way, especially contemporary ones. Layering different types of security measures, controls, a number of defense in-depth descriptions simply involve dividing controls into multiple categories, depth, derives from the inclusion of controls from multiple such categories. Some contemporary industry sources, including the official guide to a popular cybersecurity certification, divide a defense in-depth approach into physical, technical, and administrative controls. Another cybersecurity playbook by Carnegie Mellon University's Software Engineering Institute from 2006 identifies eight categories of controls. Compliance, risk, identity, authorization, accountability, availability, configuration, and incident management. Defense in-depth also now coexists in cybersecurity with other concepts, particularly zero trust and assume breach. 
Zero Trust network architecture emerged around 2010 around the assumption that there is no implicit trust granted to assets or user accounts based solely on their physical or network location, or based on asset ownership. It links closely to the assume breach mindset, which suggests that organizations should design defenses with the assumption that an attacker is already inside their systems. Some practitioners frame zero trust and assume breach as opposed to a version of defense in depth that takes depth as network depth and emphasizes protecting the network perimeter. However, we use defense in depth more broadly and so view these concepts as complementary. Subheading NIST SP 800 172 Defense in depth against advanced persistent threats. Another recent prominent example of defense in depth in cybersecurity is the strategy laid out in the National Institute of Standards and Technology Special Publication 800 172, or NIST SP 800 172. NIST SP 800 172 is a compilation of security controls that organizations can adopt to protect sensitive information from advanced persistent threats, acts, common parlance in cybersecurity for nation state actors. It frames these controls within a defense in-depth protection strategy that has three main thrusts, 1. Penetration-resistant architecture, 2. Damage-limiting operations, and 3. Designing for cyber resiliency and survivability. Penetration-resistant architecture is used to limit the opportunities for an adversary to compromise an organizational system and to achieve a persistent presence in the system. This includes elements like controlling information flows between security domains, 3.1.3e, automating the inventory of system components and detection of misconfigured components, 3.4.2e and 3.4.3e, software supply chain risk assessment and management, 3.11.6e and 3.11.7e, etc. Damage-limiting operations are used to maximize the ability of an organization to detect successful system compromises by an adversary, and to limit the effects of such compromises. This includes elements like maintaining a security operations center, 3.6.1e, and cybersecurity incident response team, 3.6.2e, threat hunting, 3.11.2e, penetration testing, 3.12.1e, etc. Designing for cyber resiliency and survivability is used to prepare for, withstand, recover from, and adapt to compromises of cyber resources in order to maximize mission or business operations. This includes elements like using a diverse range of system components to limit malicious code propagation, 3.13.1e, changing systems and system components to introduce unpredictability, 3.13.2e, employing technical and procedural methods to confuse and mislead adversaries, 3.13.3e, etc. One of NIST SP 800-172's strengths is its recognition that a determined adversary will likely be able to breach an organization's perimeter defenses and must therefore also take additional steps to outmaneuver, confuse, deceive, mislead, and impede the adversary once the adversary is in the defender's systems, so that the defenders can protect their critical programs and high-value assets. This is reflected in the balance between the three main thrusts of the strategy, each of which broadly address different aspects of a breach. Subheading. Appendix A of 3. The NIST Cybersecurity Framework, CSF. In cybersecurity, the NIST Cybersecurity Framework, CSF, covers five functions. Identify, protect, detect, respond, and recover, IPDRR. NIST CSF 1.0 was originally developed to protect U.S. critical infrastructure, but has since been adapted by both governments and companies globally.
At the time of writing, it has been updated to version 1.1, but this version is currently under revision and will be re-released as NIST CSF 2.0 in early 2024. NIST CSF 2.0 will add a new govern function but otherwise maintain the five-function IPDRR framework. As NIST CSF 2.0 is not yet finalized, we do not describe the govern function here. NIST CSF 1.1, National Institute of Standards and Technology, 2018, pages 7-8, describes the five core functions as 1. Identify, develop an organizational understanding to manage cybersecurity risk to systems, people, assets, data, and capabilities. 2. Protect, develop and implement appropriate safeguards to ensure delivery of critical services. 3. Detect, develop and implement appropriate activities to identify the occurrence of a cybersecurity event. 4. Respond, develop and implement appropriate activities to take action regarding a detected cybersecurity incident. 5. Recover, develop and implement appropriate activities to maintain plans for resilience and to restore any capabilities or services that were impaired due to a cybersecurity incident. These functions are not intended to form a serial path, and NIST suggests that organizations should perform them, concurrently and continuously. To operationalize the five functions, each is split up into multiple outcome categories. For example, identify is subdivided into asset management, business environment, governance, risk assessment, and risk management strategy. The outcome categories can in turn be connected to even more specific activities, standards, guidelines, and practices, but organizations should exercise their own judgment in deciding which of these more granular measures to adopt. National Institute of Standards and Technology, 2018, page 7. There's an image here in the text. Source. NIST Cybersecurity Framework, version 1.1. Table redesigned. Subheading. Common uses of the NIST CSF. Identifying top-level categories of activities can aid organizations in easily expressing their management of risk at a high level and enabling risk management decisions, the five functions, 2018. Senior decision-makers can use these functions as a dashboard to provide an overview of what measures they have in place for each of the main functions and assess qualitatively whether these measures are meeting the desired outcomes for each function. This can facilitate decisions whether to bolster certain functions or to pair measures back in others. Organizations can also calculate their financial spending on each function and use this to inform their budget allocation for risk management. For example, the U.S. federal government's annual review of information technology and cybersecurity funding typically summarizes spending across all federal government agencies, excluding the U.S. Department of Defense, in the five NIST framework functions. NIST Framework Function Civilian CFO Act Agency Funding Totals, FI 2022, in millions of dollars. There's a table here in the text. Source, adapted. Note that this excludes U.S. Department of Defense spending. While this can provide an intuitive sense of the balance of costs between each function, and the investment required to achieve a given set of outcomes, organizations should be careful about focusing on financial inputs without considering outcomes. While it may be easier to count the financial spending or number of measures allocated to a given function, this does not ultimately reflect whether the outcomes described by the function are being meaningfully achieved. Directly comparing inputs between functions can also be misleading if the organization does not take outcomes into account. Heading. Appendix B. NIST AI Risk Management Framework. 
As we frequently reference the NIST AI RMF in this report, particularly in Section 3 and Section 6, below we reproduce a summary of the key categories and subcategories from the NIST AI RMF, Tabassi, 2023, pages 20-32. While safety and security risks are among those that the NIST AI RMF addresses, it also covers other risks such as validity and reliability, accountability and transparency, explainability and interpretability, privacy, and fairness. It is also designed for relevance to many stakeholders including developers of smaller or sector-specific models and downstream users, not purely frontier AI models. Additional guidance is available both in the NIST AI RMF and in the NIST AI RMF playbook, NIST AIRC Team, NDB. Subheading. Appendix B1. Govern. Under the Govern function, a culture of risk management is cultivated and present. Govern 1. Policies, processes, procedures, and practices across the organization related to the mapping, measuring, and managing of AI risks are in place, transparent, and implemented effectively. Here's a list of bullet points. Govern 1.1. Legal and regulatory requirements involving AI are understood, managed, and documented. Govern 1.2. The characteristics of trustworthy AI are integrated into organizational policies, processes, and procedures. Govern 1.3. Processes and procedures are in place to determine the needed level of risk management activities based on the organization's risk tolerance. Govern 1.4. The risk management process and its outcomes are established through transparent policies, procedures, and other controls based on organizational risk priorities. Govern 1.5. Ongoing monitoring and periodic review of the risk management process and its outcomes are planned. Organizational roles and responsibilities are clearly defined, including determining the frequency of periodic review. Govern 1.6. Mechanisms are in place to inventory AI systems and are resourced according to organizational risk priorities. Govern 1.7. Processes and procedures are in place for decommissioning and phasing out of AI systems safely and in a manner that does not increase risks or decrease the organization's trustworthiness. That's the end of the list. Govern 2. Accountability structures are in place so that the appropriate teams and individuals are empowered, responsible, and trained for mapping, measuring, and managing AI risks. Govern 2.1. Roles and responsibilities and lines of communication related to mapping, measuring, and managing AI risks are documented and are clear to individuals and teams throughout the organization. Govern 2.2. The organization's personnel and partners receive AI risk management training to enable them to perform their duties and responsibilities consistent with related policies, procedures, and agreements. Govern 2.3. Executive leadership of the organization takes responsibility for decisions about risks associated with AI system, development and deployment. Govern 3. Workforce diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility processes are prioritized in the mapping, measuring, and managing of AI risks throughout the life cycle. Govern 3.1. Decision-making related to mapping, measuring, and managing AI risks throughout the life cycle is informed by a diverse team. For example, diversity of demographics, disciplines, experience, expertise, and backgrounds. Govern 3.2. Policies and procedures are in place to define and differentiate roles and responsibilities for human, AI configurations and oversight of AI systems. Govern 4. 
organizational teams are committed to a culture that considers and communicates AI risk. Govern 4.1. Organizational policies and practices are in place to foster a critical thinking and safety-first mindset in the design, development, deployment, and uses of AI systems to minimize negative impacts. Govern 4.2. Organizational teams document the risks and potential impacts of the AI technology they design, develop, deploy, evaluate and use, and communicate about the impacts more broadly. Govern 4.3. Organizational practices are in place to enable AI testing, identification of incidents, and information sharing. Govern 5. Processes are in place for robust engagement with relevant AI actors. Govern 5.1. Organizational policies and practices are in place to collect, consider, prioritize, and integrate feedback from those external to the team that developed or deployed the AI system regarding the potential individual and societal impacts related to AI risks. Govern 5.2. Mechanisms are established to enable AI actors to regularly incorporate adjudicated feedback from relevant AI actors into system design and implementation. Govern 6. Policies and procedures are in place to address AI risks and benefits arising from third-party software and data and other supply chain issues. Govern 6.1. Policies and procedures are in place that address AI risks associated with third-party entities, including risks of infringement of a third party's intellectual property or other rights. Govern 6.2. Contingency processes are in place to handle failures or incidents in third-party data or AI systems deemed to be high-risk. Subheading. Appendix B, 2. Map. Under the map function, context is recognized and risks related to context are identified. Map 1. Context is established and understood. Here's a list of bullet points. Map 1.1. Intended purpose, potentially beneficial uses, context-specific laws, norms, and expectations, and prospective settings in which the AI system will be deployed are understood and documented. Considerations include specific set or types of users along with their expectations, potential positive and negative impacts of system users to individuals, communities, organizations, society, and the planet, assumptions and related limitations about AI system purposes, uses and risks across the development or product AI lifecycle, TVV and system metrics. Map 1.2. Interdisciplinary AI actors, competencies. Skills and capacities for establishing context reflect demographic diversity and broad domain and user experience expertise, and their participation is documented. Opportunities for interdisciplinary collaboration are prioritized. Map 1.3. The organization's mission and relevant goals for the AI technology are understood and documented. Map 1.4. The business value or context of business use has been clearly defined or in the case of assessing existing AI systems, re-evaluated. Map 1.5. Organizational risk tolerances are determined and documented. Map 1.6. System requirements, for example, the system shall respect the privacy of its users, are elicited from and understood by relevant AI actors. Design decisions take socio-technical implications into account to address AI risks. That's the end of the list. Map 2. Categorization of the AI system is performed. Map 2.1. The specific task and methods used to implement the task that the AI system will support is defined, for example,
Classifiers, Generative Models, Recommenders. Map 2.2. Information about the AI system's knowledge limits and how system output may be utilized and overseen by humans is documented. Documentation provides sufficient information to assist relevant AI actors when making informed decisions and taking subsequent actions. Map 2.3. Scientific integrity and TEVV considerations are identified and documented, including those related to experimental design, data collection, and selection, for example, availability, representativeness, suitability, system trustworthiness, and construct validation. Map 3. AI capabilities, targeted usage, goals, and expected benefits and costs compared with appropriate benchmarks are understood. Here's a list of bullet points. Map 3.1. Potential benefits of intended AI system functionality and performance are examined and documented. Map 3.2. Potential costs, including non-monetary costs, which result from expected or realized AI errors or system functionality and trustworthiness, as connected to organizational risk tolerance, are examined and documented. Map 3.3. Targeted application scope is specified and documented based on the system's capability, established context, and AI system categorization. Map 3.4. Processes for operator and practitioner proficiency with AI system performance and trustworthiness, and relevant technical standards and certifications, are defined, assessed and documented. Map 3.5. Processes for human oversight are defined, assessed, and documented in accordance with organizational policies from govern function. That's the end of the list. Map 4. Risks and benefits are mapped for all components of the AI system including third-party software and data. Map 4.1. Approaches for mapping AI technology and legal risks of its components, including the use of third-party data or software, are in place, followed, and documented, as are risks of infringement of a third party's intellectual property or other rights. Map 4.2. Internal risk controls for components of the AI system including third-party AI technologies are identified and documented. Map 5. Impacts to individuals, groups, communities, organizations, and society are characterized. Map 5.1. Likelihood and magnitude of each identified impact, both potentially beneficial and harmful, based on expected use, past users of AI systems in similar contexts, public incident reports, feedback from those external to the team that developed or deployed the AI system, or other data are identified and documented. Map 5.2. Practices and personnel for supporting regular engagement with relevant AI actors and integrating feedback about positive, negative, and unanticipated impacts are in place and documented. Subheading. Appendix B3. Measure. Under the Measure function, identified risks are assessed, analyzed, or tracked. Measure 1. Appropriate methods and metrics are identified and applied. Measure 1.1. Approaches and metrics for measurement of AI risks enumerated during the MAP function are selected for implementation starting with the most significant AI risks. The risks or trustworthiness characteristics that will not or cannot be measured are properly documented. Measure 1.2. Appropriateness of AI metrics and effectiveness of existing controls is regularly assessed and updated, including reports of errors and impacts on affected communities. Measure 1.3. Internal experts who did not serve as frontline developers for the system, 
and or independent assessors are involved in regular assessments and updates. Domain experts, users, AI actors external to the team that developed or deployed the AI system, and affected communities are consulted in support of assessments as necessary per organizational risk tolerance. Measure 2, AI systems are evaluated for trustworthy characteristics. Here's a list of bullet points. Measure 2.1. Test sets, metrics, and details about the tools used during test, evaluation, validation, and verification, TEVV, are documented. Measure 2.2. Evaluations involving human subjects meet applicable requirements, including human subject protection, and are representative of the relevant population. Measure 2.3. AI system performance or assurance criteria are measured qualitatively or quantitatively, and demonstrated for conditions similar to deployment settings. Measures are documented. Measure 2.4. The functionality and behavior of the AI system and its components, as identified in the map function, are monitored when in production. Measure 2.5. The AI system to be deployed is demonstrated to be valid and reliable. Limitations of the generalizability beyond the conditions under which the technology was developed are documented. Measure 2.6 AI system is evaluated regularly for safety risks, as identified in the map function. The AI system to be deployed is demonstrated to be safe, its residual negative risk does not exceed the risk tolerance, and can fail safely, particularly if made to operate beyond its knowledge limits. Safety metrics implicate system reliability and robustness, real-time monitoring, and response times for AI system failures. Measure 2.7, AI system security and resilience, as identified in the map function, are evaluated and documented. Measure 2.8, risks associated with transparency and accountability, as identified in the map function, are examined and documented. Measure 2.9, the AI model is explained, validated, and documented, and AI system output is interpreted within its context, as identified in the map function, and to inform responsible use and governance. Measure 2.10. Privacy risk of the AI system, as identified in the map function, is examined and documented. Measure 2.11. Fairness and bias, as identified in the map function, is evaluated and results are documented. Measure 2.12. Environmental impact and sustainability of AI model training and management activities, as identified in the map function, are assessed and documented. Measure 2.13. Effectiveness of the employed TEVV metrics and processes in the measure function are evaluated and documented. That's the end of the list. Measure 3. Mechanisms for tracking identified AI risks over time are in place. Measure 3.1. Approaches, personnel, and documentation are in place to regularly identify and track existing, unanticipated, and emergent AI risks based on factors such as intended and actual performance in deployed contexts. Measure 3.2. Risk tracking approaches are considered for settings where AI risks are difficult to assess using currently available measurement techniques, or where metrics are not yet available. Measure 3.3. Feedback processes for end-users and impacted communities to report problems and appeal system outcomes are established, and integrated into AI system evaluation metrics. Measure 4. Feedback about efficacy of measurement is gathered and assessed. Measure 4.1. Measurement approaches for identifying AI risks are connected to deployment contexts and informed through consultation with domain experts and other end-users.
Approaches are documented. Measure 4.2. Measurement results regarding AI system trustworthiness in deployment contexts and across AI lifecycle are informed by input from domain experts and other relevant AI actors to validate whether the system is performing consistently as intended. Results are documented. Measure 4.3. Measurable performance improvements or declines based on consultations with relevant AI actors including affected communities and field data about context-relevant risks and trustworthiness characteristics are identified and documented. Subheading. Appendix B4. Manage. Under the Manage function, risks are prioritized and acted upon based on a projected impact. Manage 1. AI risks based on assessments and other analytical output from the map and measure functions are prioritized, responded to, and managed. Manage 1.1. A determination is as to whether the AI system achieves its intended purpose and stated objectives and whether its development or deployment should proceed. Manage 1.2. Treatment of documented AI risks is prioritized based on impact, likelihood, or available resources or methods. Manage 1.3. Responses to the AI risks deemed high priority as identified by the MAP function are developed, planned, and documented. Risk response options can include mitigating, transferring, avoiding, or accepting. Manage 1.4. Negative residual risks, defined as the sum of all unmitigated risks, to both downstream acquirers of AI systems and end users are documented. Manage 2. Strategies to maximize AI benefits and minimize negative impacts are planned, prepared, implemented, documented, and informed by input from relevant AI actors. Manage 2.1. Resources required to manage AI risks are taken into account, along with viable non-AI alternative systems, approaches, or methods to reduce the magnitude or likelihood of potential impacts. Manage 2.2. Mechanisms are in place and apply to sustain the value of deployed AI systems. Manage 2.3. Procedures are followed to respond to and recover from a previously unknown risk when it is identified. Manage 2.4. Mechanisms are in place and applied, responsibilities are assigned and understood to supersede, disengage or deactivate AI systems that demonstrate performance or outcomes inconsistent with intended use. Manage 3, AI risks and benefits from third-party entities are managed. Manage 3.1, AI risks and benefits from third-party resources are regularly monitored, and risk controls are applied and documented. Manage 3.2, pre-trained models which are used for development are monitored as part of AI system regular monitoring and maintenance. Manage 4. Risk treatments, including response and recovery, and communication plans for the identified and measured AI risks are documented and monitored regularly. Manage 4.1. Post-deployment AI system monitoring plans are implemented, including mechanisms for capturing and evaluating input from users and other relevant AI actors, appeal and override, decommissioning, incident response, recovery, and change management. Manage 4.2. Measurable activities for continual improvements are integrated into AI system updates and include regular engagement with interested parties, including relevant AI actors. Manage 4.3. Incidents and errors are communicated to relevant AI actors including affected communities. Processes for tracking, responding to, and recovering from incidents and errors are followed and documented. Thanks for listening. 
the original text contained 123 footnotes which were omitted from the narration.